it is July 19th, um, it's 8.13 a.m., I still can't fall asleep, so I thought, you know, before I start piling up more fucking shit to, uh, you know, uh, bitch about, uh, you know, within the podcast to get off my mind, I might as well just, you know, do the Money in the Bank review, uh, I was on the Accidental Wrestling Fan Podcast, uh, they gave me an invite to the Discord, I, I, no, not Discord, the, uh, Zoom chat, so I went in there just to drop in and say what up, I ended up, cause again, I like talking to those guys a lot, so I ended up staying there, and I kinda gave my thoughts, but I was, like, also at the same time, uh, I was writing my own thoughts for the, I was writing my other thoughts for the pay-per-view, I mean, I, I basically gave most of what my thoughts are on that, but I, I like to, you know, because this is a 200th podcast, by the way, so I just figured, I why not just do a Money in the Bank recap? You know, like, all the great fucking shows out there, you know, and they have, like, great milestones, you know, one-year anniversary, the 100th podcast, the 200th podcast, the 500th. They normally bring in guests from the past. They normally bring in, you know, special fucking, you know, special fucking surprises that are going to shake the th- shake the fucking podcast, you know, um, shake the fucking podcast world up. But uh, unfortunately, uh, this is not the podcast f- for that. You know, it's mostly been me doing my own fucking thing. Having guests here. It's not that people don't want to be on here. It's just... Uh, Whenever uh, someone wants to come on on the podcast, I normally don't uh, go out of my way to uh, try to, you know, get them on because, you know, I just don't want to harass or bother anyone to come on my podcast. So, uh, you know, I, I, do, I do intend on having more guests on. It's just I got to find uh, different different times when I'm ready to do it. Because sometimes I'm not really ready to, like, go out and uh, and just have spontaneous conversation because I'm too focused on just emptying out the clutter that's in my fucking head. And I feel like I got to empty out the clutter before I start engaging with others about other things or whatever. And it normally backfires because I normally compile a bunch of irrational shit in my head. And then I come on here and say it fucking poorly. You know what I mean? Because, like, who, I, no, normally I would have been waiting another fucking couple of days before I would have done this podcast. And I decided, you know what, I'm not focusing on the online discourse right now, even though it's still distracting me. So I might as well just come on here and just do the money in the bank thoughts and give the quote-unquote play-by-play and read my inconsistent and uh, nonsensical thoughts that I read down while watching the fucking show. Uh, you know, most people won't like it, obviously, because a lot of people who a lot of people listen to this. I don't think a lot of people listen to this. Only like five people probably listen to this. You know. And so it's for the five people that have listened to it. But for, for real, for people who have been listening to the podcast um, and who've been rocking with with it, you know, uh, you know, who've been kind of people who've given me feedback and have said nice things and enjoy my take on things or how I analyze things. I appreciate it. 
I appreciate you listening. Um, I, you know what I mean? I don't get boosted up. No one really acknowledges it. That's fine. I, I expected that when you're not fucking uh, industry friendly. You know, because again, I don't want to become, I don't want to become an elitist. And, you know, I feel like a lot of people who are in the come up become an elitist and they become more, they become liars essentially. So I, I try to, I, I try to stay away from that as much as possible. Because then I get sucked into fucking, you know what I mean? I can be brainwashed pretty easily. If you let your guard down and you let people take advantage of that, then everybody just wants to take you down and everybody wants to um, tear yours down before you can even build anything up for yourself. And that's why you got to watch out for vultures in your life. You got to separate from it. You got to separate from a lot of the the wrestling fans out there. Um, Not like... Like, the internet shills, essentially, you know, for, like, AEW or WWE, any of these companies. Um, especially when people pretend like they're above being a wrestling fan, but then they'll generalize the whole entire internet. And because they're aligned with the fucking company, they'll act, they'll act like any criticism towards that that they'll compare them to fucking Donald Trump or, like, all the conspiracy people or Donald Trump is like, motherfucker, you're working for a big company that does fucking, uh, that's done a lot of shade in there, so shut the fuck up already. You know, a a, a lot of these people pretend like, you know, wrestling fans being, being conspiracy theorists because, I don't know, maybe people have noticed that, you know, like, there's a lot of people who notice that, like, there's piped in chants, and again, I'm not saying every single because again, I heard, I see some of the live, I see the live video, of fans' reaction. So it's obviously not all piped in. But why is it so hard to believe that there's piped in chants, in 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 a company that has has always notoriously done that? One of the first, oh, actually, I I'll tell you a story. The one of the times that I was suspicious about piped in chants, was when the fucking Goldberg uh, chants were happening in the in the Scotia Bank the in the Scotia Bank Arena at Survivor Series two thousand sixteen. There were people actually chanting for Goldberg. But there was like a section there's a part of there that you can hear it so perfectly and it felt like you 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 heard it from one area and you look and you really don't see many many of those people that were chanting that. So to me it felt like they have been piping in noises. People noticed it on Friday when the EST um, chants were starting. It, it, they sounded too... Like, by the way, I'm, I'm not even fucking saying, oh my god, because they did this, this is like, oh my god, it's, it's super fucking failure. It's it's super fucking failure that they fucking did this. This means everything is compromised and we know it. it just No, to me, I mean, I know there's people out there that do that. To me, pointing out that these companies have always... The companies have... And the companies even have fucking planted fucking fans. Um, I, 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 met, I met with one of them. Um, when uh, he... They have like little actors who are improv groups go to these things. And you see them organized kind of. And they're like, oh yeah, we, 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 we gotta be seat fillers. And we gotta be people who cheer for the 
chair for that. So, like, that shit exists. So, I don't understand why anyone would think any different than, like, find it impossible. Because, like I said, I get it, man. There's people who just want to ruin the fucking, the, the evening of people watching. If AEW's on, WWE shows will try to ruin everybody's good time. If WWE's on, then the AEW show will try to ruin their time. It, it gets fucking boring, man. It gets really, really fucking boring. You can't criticize a goddamn fucking thing because a lot of the shit... And the thing is, it's coming from people who keep saying that the internet fans do not mean diddly shit. Okay, fine. The internet fans don't mean diddly shit. But whenever... I notice that whenever anyone on the internet fucking complains, people gotta act like, oh my god, these wrestlers, uh, they think less of these fucking people. Okay, well then, if they do, then... Why would you care if they complain then? If they think less of them, wouldn't you find that hilarious too? If, it, to me, it sounds like no, they actually do care what you think, and they just want to reduce any they they want to reduce any fucking type of uh, they want to reduce any kind of um, any type of criticism or any type of pushback. You know what I mean? Like that's why that's why the the the, the most toxic, and I know the word has been beaten down to death. But the most toxic fucking people on the fucking wrestling fandom are the fucking shill accounts. Bar none. They'll just pretend like... like and, and it's coming from people who, like, pretend like everybody else is so fucking immature. And they think that they're grown adults. But it's like these grown adults who tell people that they're being... That, oh my god, how can how can you talk to someone who's this immature and all that kind of stuff, but, you know, like, the same people who are claiming others are immature are the same ones that are in group chats deciding how you're going to stalk and fuck with people all the fucking time. And these people are in their fucking 30s and 40s and shit, and yet they don't get, you know, uh, they're not fucking uh, made out to be... Uh, they, they, they get the fucking... Uh, what was the word? They get the benefit of the doubt. So they get the benefit of the doubt because they seemingly have nice lives. They seemingly, you know, do their due diligence of working and taking taking care of fucking rescue dogs or taking care of, uh, you know, their family and all that kind of stuff. Taking care of, you know, just 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 doing like important boss shit, which is fine. That's cool. Like I understand you gotta do that. But at the same time, it's like you, a lot of the guys, a lot of these people online, they just get on their high horse and just completely like b become, and you can tell they watch WWE way too much because they've been brainwashed into using WWE's style of promo and how you become a fucking heel because everyone online has to be a fucking, uh, uh, has to be a fucking, uh, a sports entertainment personality. That's just, you know, what it is, but nobody ever fucking sees that, unfortunately. So let me go to, uh, before I go to Money in the Bank, let me talk about some stuff that, cause I, saw, I saw the impact review. I, I didn't take, no, again, I, 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 I didn't know if I was going to watch it, and I, st I started a little bit late, you know, and, and then, you know, it, and then I didn't want to take notes as I was watching it. So I kind of did a quick summary, like not like a complete like scraping over it, but I thought this was a fucking solid show, and they had fans in attendance, 
So it felt it felt like it felt a little bit lively, which was pretty fucking cool. Uh, and you know, I just thought like you know the whole show basically kind of delivered like the stuff that I was like looking forward to, delivered. You know what I mean? I thought most of the matches were pretty fucking insane, anyways. Um, but this was on the kickoff show. We had Rosemary and Havoc beat uh, Tasha and Kira. I I did not see this match, but I saw the highlights because it was on the kickoff show. But um, I guess it's a, it's a good decision. But I I I did like that Tasha and Kira as champions. But I I go I want to see how other women uh rock rock with the belt for a bit. You know what I mean? Because Havoc and uh, Rosemary are not fucking are not bad. You know what I mean? Like they're pretty fucking decent. But I still thought you could have done more with uh Tasha and Kira. But you know. Hopefully they'll have. Hopefully you know. I'm, I'm sure they'll be feuding with feuding for the title still afterwards. I just hope they have something more, um, more you know something that has more substance to it that will elevate them more. I don't know if they'll break up or go in a new direction, or will they just keep you know going for the title still? Because I don't know how many tag teams the women's division and Impact have really. You know, um. The Ultimate X match was probably one of my favorite matches on the show. It's what you expect from these guys, you know. Like, there's one part of Rohit, like, because uh, you got to fucking climb, you know, it's, it's like it's like the belt's like hung up hung up on the thing, right? You don't have a ladder. You got to fucking, you got to uh, go from the turnbuckle and basically hang up on a rope and then slide down to the center part to get it. Rohit had a cool fucking part where he took a rope and he kind of hooked it on to the to to, to the, the 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 X rope that's up there, and he kind of pulled himself up to try and get the belt. You know, what I mean, I thought that was a pretty. I mean, there's like uh, Petey Williams did a fucking Canadian destroyer uh, from the fucking the 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 the, the, the cable wires that are hanging up above, basically. Like, dude, like, it was it was a pretty insane match. Uh, Josh and Trey are both uh, both climbing from opposite fucking ends. So they're meeting in the middle, and they grab the title, and then Ace Austin tries to do a springboard into the ring to uh, intercept, getting the belt, but they lift the title up, and he just goes flying out of the ring, basically. Eventually, Alexander won. I mean, yeah, I mean, listen, so far, he's been doing a fucking good job as being an X-Division guy. Like, I like when uh, the, the X-Division title actually means something. Like, you know what I mean? The last couple of years... It felt like they're because again it was devalued for a bit, for a while. And they, like now that it was devalued in the sense that it felt like, I guess because like they they put that options they try to up uphold some value to it by doing the option C gimmick, with it, but like to me it felt like odd because, anyone who had the X division belt it would mean that they would just forfeit the title. And it just seemed formulaic because everyone will go that fucking route, right? Because you'll assume whoever has a title will might want to do that. The thing is, is that, you know, uh, and then, you know, so, like, even though those good matches and they had, like, you know, moments of it being great, I felt like the last couple of years, though, they've gone back to what makes the belt fucking special, like, what started out making the belt special. You know what I mean? Because it's one of my favorite titles in professional wrestling. It's a very, you know, but again, it was, it was a very impressive match, and uh, Josh Alexander is doing well. 
I could probably see him eventually, you know. I mean, they normally do it for Sarah, but I could see him probably doing the whole option C thing eventually when they need to move him to the main event. Um, Cardona's mystery partner was Chelsea Green. She got a good reaction. There were people in attendance, so it felt actually lively and posted an attempt of the, uh, the, the last year or so where they faked the crowd noise, which even sounds faker than the WWE's crowd noise. It was a decent match, and Chelsea wrestled with a broken, the broken wrist, and she just worked to her strengths of what they were doing. She looked pretty decent. She seemed like she was, she had like when she 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 came across more charismatic in in uh, in, in 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 this appearance than I've seen her in a long time. Really, um, the feeling the the like there's an upside to her character now. You know what I mean? Um, it made her a little bit more hype than usual. Uh, um. I think it's it's going that it's it's I think it has been going that way since uh, um, like and Cardona also feels special. I think it's been go- that way. I feel like that's been going that way since he showed up to GCW to kind of raise his stock a little bit. You know what I mean? So he kind of has a little bit more, like a, more of a good vibe to him than. You know, having the WWE stench on him. You know what I mean? Like it feels like I, I mean I I only, I only wish you would stop feeding with Brian Myers because, the, I mean because again you're gonna la- you're gonna associate those two with being with the WWE for so long, right? So I'm actually just waiting for this Nick Gage match to happen. So I I'm probably gonna try to order that maybe at some point if you know when that happens. I don't know when it's gonna happen, but I'm actually looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, these beat Brian Myers and Daniel Dashwood. It was a pretty good match, though. Um, what else was there? Morrissey defeated Eddie Edwards. He had a cheat to do it, but I mean, he, I mean, I'm, I would give him credit. He improved a lot, man. He improved a lot in the ring, and the character I do, like the character he's doing. I I've been digging because it feels like it, it has real feelings to it. You know what I mean? About like feeling disrespected by the industry. And being made of, being made fun of, and and go, when you're at your lowest of lows, no one's there, no one's there to back you up. It feels like it kind of backed away a little bit from that because now he's just feeding with Eddie Edwards. But I mean, this was pretty decent. He he won though, you know what I mean. So, uh, still a uh, still a pretty good fucking match. Um, what else was there? Uh. Oh yeah, so Shira and uh, Madman Fulton are pissed off because they're banned from the ringside area when uh, the X Division match was going on. So they came out to complain about it. Why were they banned? And then Stagato Moore brings out Finn Juice, David Finley, and Juice Robinson to come out. And I guess they, I don't know if they beat. The, I I missed this part of it, but. I think they fucking just attacked them, or did they have, like, a short match or something like that where they actually beat them? I couldn't remember because, again, it just felt really short, and it felt like, you know... But, again, I guess... I mean, they're making it seem like this is a big-ass surprise, but they were just here a couple of months a couple of months ago, and they lost the titles to the... I think to Violet by Design, I think it was. I don't know. Um... And one of the better matches of the night was uh, Saban versus Moose. Saban won, but it still makes me appreciate how Moose has gotten a lot better in the ring. I don't know why he did not win this one though. Like it was a it was a cradle or a roll up or whatever. But I just feel since he's lost last month that he should be back building him building himself back up. So maybe there's more to it. 
But I didn't, I, I, I'm not going to lie, I did enjoy Saban and Moose actually uh, having a pretty, you know what I mean? I think Saban brought out a, a lot of, because again, Moose has always been kind of limited, but the last like couple, like the last year or so, like his character and now his presentation of that has finally like, it comes across a lot better, you know what I mean? I just thought that, uh, you know, you should have probably let him fucking win the match, but... I'm sure there'll be a fucking story to this, and I'm sure there'll be more. I, again, I, I can't always fall in back 100%, so just my per- perception of someone that has it on the background time and time, and we're looking for the really, really important segments, right? You know, I can't, and I can't remember every single thing that goes down. This is why I, 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 I didn't uh, want to fully review it, because I know that, you know, with the call, I probably wouldn't do it justice anyway, so I just thought I'd mention some of the stuff that fucking happened in the show, really. Um, no way Jose joined Follow Boss to be his partner. And you already have people, you, you already have people in the fucking attendance. Now you're bringing out more people to fucking dance the, no, uh, another cheap rendition of the fucking, uh, WWE version. Not like, you know, exactly the same or anything like that, but it just like, it just, it just an, an, another way to fucking get this, I mean, listen, I'm not going to lie to you. He, he'll he probably work a lot better in Impact than he would have worked in WWE. Maybe they can play to his strengths and all that over there where, you know. But, yeah, I, I was shocked, whatever, you know. Um, I, I mean, maybe he'll become more seasoned performer, you know. But, anyways, Good Brothers won the Fatal 4 away. And so now they can kind of show up at Impact. They can show up at Impact and, uh, you know, um, now hold the titles with them. I, I thought it was odd because, again, because I remember last time when they lost, when they lost, lost the titles. Uh, you know, even though they didn't fo- explain why this was happening. I felt like as soon as they lost their titles, Omega, that's when Omega needed the Young Bucks to go to. Because I felt like he needed the Young Bucks to have tag champions by his side because Gallows and Anderson lost the fucking titles because prior to that they had the titles and Omega was uh like not like was not like getting uh he, he he was not getting into um he wasn't really interested in the young buck like he was leaving them high and dry at times and all that. As soon as they lost the fucking tag titles, the good brothers at least, then all of a sudden what they called the next week on Dynamite all of a sudden, Omega suddenly needs the Young Bucks again. Suddenly, they amp that shit up. So part of me feels like, so now it's like, you know, they all have gold now, you know what I mean? You know, um, what is it right here? Um, this was a, uh, this was a decent delay, um, but I was kind of enjoying, uh, I, I was kind of enjoying uh, Violent by Design as champion, to tell you the truth. But, I mean, it is what it is. Deanna Perrazzo uh, faced her surprise opponent, which was Thunder Rosa, who, you know, who was a mystery person. And, again, this match was fucking really good. I thought one of the better matches of the fucking night, too. This was really good. Um... I seriously thought they were going to let Thunder Rosa win it, but, um... I'm actually glad Diano ended up winning him because I feel like they're trying to make her more made by beating some of these established people that are coming in. You know, you have Gail Kim kind of confronting her 
And, you know, the, 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 I mean, I, I never say never. I know Gail Kim says she's retired, but you can never say never in professional wrestling, right? So, like, already you have, you, you, you kind of tease tension with that. And then you have uh, Thunder Rosa, who's, like, mm, a hot commodity on the indie scene. You know, and then you, and, and then after the match, because, again, Deanna Perrazzo won, you have Mickey James come out and, um, basically invite her to power to come and you know compete there if she's always welcome and all that and Deanna Perrazzo gets mad because Mickey James uh, is disrespecting her by not letting her have her moment and had to make it about her and she goes take your trash bags and get the hell out of here so Mickey J slaps her and then she does a round she does a chick kick that you know Trish you know she caught from Trish Stratus I think or 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 maybe you know she has. I, I, did Trish did Trish, Trish, Trish ever do that shit or no? She did some kind of kick, right? But again, Mickey James did her kick, whatever, and then that was it. And apparently, they want to work with Diana Perrazzo and NWA. I mean, I'm sure it's gonna be good. I'm sure there's probably gonna be a super show at some point with AEW, Impact, New Japan. You know, I'm sure there'll be a super fucking show. That'll probably be, like, this big symbolism thing. I think first, like, this women's, women's review that Nikki, Mickey James probably going to run, I guarantee you that's going to be a big moment for professional wrestling where everyone's going to amplify it up because they got to be anti-WWE, which I understand, but I'm just saying, don't think that this stuff's not a marketing tool either. You know, um, but but again, yeah, no, it's a good segment, man. I, I'm really enjoying Deanna Perrazzo as a... Uh, as a, as a, as a um, as a champion man. Um. So um. Um. Uh, oh yeah. So they had a vignette for this. Uh, it kind of looked. It looked. It looked like eighty nine Joe Joker ask in the way. Not that like the the, the how it looked. I'm talking about like the fucking tone, of the. the the tone of of the of the of the vignette basically, like it's a madman, it's a madman like doing drawings basically, kind of in a way, and puts puts the drama king, and you know who the drama and no, it's not fucking D J K Slay, it's uh, the former Aiden English, you know what I mean? I can't even describe it, but it looked like it looked like one of those like, like cheap like like it looked like like one of those Disney horror movies kind of in a way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, one of those, like, like uh, something that, like, kind of seems aesthetically edgy, but it's, like, very, very childlike or something. I don't know. But I think, yeah, I, I think I'm curious to see what he's going to do uh, and what, uh, you know, um, how well he'll be able to uh, get garner some interest within that company. I thought he was talented, but I don't know. Maybe... Uh, you know, I, I didn't think he was like a super great, super great talent, but he did get himself over. And and by the way, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he will get, maybe because WWE didn't sh- let him sh- shine in, uh, in their company. So maybe he's going to end up like being one of those guys that ends up in a better position than he, than he was prior or whatever. Because some people don't end up getting in that fucking direction. And sometimes they end up... Uh, you know, this they end up not doing well, and then you go, oh, okay, so they never had it, but it's like, no, they, 
they didn't get their Illuminati juice. They didn't get their limitless pill. They didn't get their microchip. You know. Um. Anyways, this is taking longer than I thought. But I, these are quick notes. Oh, so Omega versus Sammy was uh, was probably one of my favorite matches of the whole weekend. Basically, you know, from what I saw. Um, Omega went uh went above and beyond in this match. It was fucking crazy. Just a cra- spot after spot. There was thumbtack shit where, I mean, I'm not gonna go through every single thing. You should go out of your way to watch it. But just a lot of fucking stuff with barbed wire, chairs, and all that. Like one of the main parts was that Omega when the thumbtacks were there, Omega rubbed his uh, put it rubbed his knee against the thumbtacks so they stick on his fucking knee. And he did the V trigger, and then he does the V trigger again, by when he puts a bunch of tacks in, in the mouth of Sammy Callahan, and then does the V trigger again, and then he finally fucking does the one wing angel and he wins the match. But I just again I'm I'm showing it short because I didn't cover every fucking thing. But this is one of, uh, see this is a match that you should have had at the. At the Daily's place when you're doing that fucking uh, whole thing over there. Because that would have been a cool setting for all the stuff over there to happen. But, I mean, it was kind of cool to see it in Impact as well. The Impact Zone or whatever. Um, so, yeah. So, the... the, the um, and the funny thing about Callis, he was on commentary. And he was basically shitting on the no free speech in Canada when they go... Oh, it's it, it's their First Amendment when he was kind of telling the fans to shut up. And they could hear him on commentary, right? So, you know, because again, there wasn't as many people there, so you can probably hear him. And then uh, I think uh, D'Lo Brown or something said, or Matt Stryker said, that's called First Amendment. He goes, I'm Canadian. I don't know what that is. I, I, I always love how, like, you know, again, actually, it, it's always when, like, somebody, like, leans, like, super right wing and they think that there's no First Amendment. Because, you know, they're intellectualizing their fucking... I, I mean, I don't want to assume that Don Callis is, like, one of the... Is, like, a really fucking conservative guy. He seems like a a liberal-minded guy, but, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. You know. Um, yeah, so, uh, let me... Uh, the, here's the best part of the match. After they're done with the match, they're celebrating. All of a sudden, you see the... Bullet Club fucking logo on the on the on the whatever screen they have, and then the music the old school the old OG theme is playing. Suddenly, all of a sudden, you fucking change the music to Jay White's fucking theme, and he walks out. Now this I don't know I forget everything that happened in New Japan. I I I don't keep up with it, a hundred percent all the time. I remember he beat Omega for the U.S. title, if I'm not mistaken. But I, he also, in my, uh, he also, uh, when Bullet Club was going through problems, Omega on the uh, uh, one of the shows after Wrestle Kingdom, um, said that they're gonna recruit Jay Jay White to be in the uh, they're gonna recruit Jay White to be in the Bullet Club. Jay White fucking disrespected it and fucking. Uh, did his move on Omega, basically. 
So, you know, and I'm hearing it at the tapings. Again, I'm not, I'm not too sure. But anyway, what, what ended up happening was they kept uh, signaling for uh, them to do the two sweet sign. And it was mostly Callus and the Good Brothers that were signaling it. Omega and Jay White weren't really doing it. They are just kind of staring at each other. And then people got mad because they ended, they, they kind of like left it on a cliffhanger. And people were like, well, if that was a mistake, that, oh my God, TNA, LOL, TNA. But if that wasn't a mistake, that's still stupid. But like, how is that fucking stupid? You'll get the official fucking footage afterwards. You know what I mean? People are interested in where, oh, and what's happening. You know, and by the way, what happened afterwards wasn't even that big of a fucking deal in that sense. But because again, people posted online, it's it, it was like the I guess because Finn Juice have beef with Jay White, they came and they came and attacked him, and then uh, you know while the other people are distracted and shit, Jay White then hits his fucking finisher on one one of them. I think he hit it on David Finley, if I'm not mistaken. And then he just gets out of the ring, basically. But I heard that the tapings, um, that, uh, that, uh, that, that, um, Jay Lethal, uh, no, sorry, Jay Lethal, Jay White is telling Omega that you guys keep flashing the signs, but your memberships have been, uh, have been revoked from the longest time. So it feels like, you know, that there's going to be a whole Bullet Club kind of war a bullet club civil war coming to like you know ahead, and I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised in the grand scheme of things like they're all in it together, so they do this mass takeover then other people have to come in and save it you know what I mean so I I, I could I could see that but that's very very interesting that happened with uh, Jay White coming out because Jay White has really you know the the guy came out looking like John Cusack before he was really established and shit. And and now he is like you know a very uh, he, I think he's one of the better heels in professional wrestling. If I'm being completely honest with you, he knows how to talk a lot of fucking shit. You know, so again, I'm looking forward to that. You know, but I mean, we'll see what fucking ends up happening. Um, thinking about just going to sleep for a bit so I come on to the Money in the Bank review afterwards and all that. You know. I'm going to be falling asleep, and I don't, I mean, it's going to be a half-ass review anyways, but I might as well fucking end up, uh, I might as well end up fucking recording it when I'm a little bit more awake. I'm just afraid that I'll, I'll procrastinate, and then I'll, like, you know, not do it, and then I'll, I'll barely be able to meet the deadline before Monday Night Raw starts. I'd rather do it before Raw starts, so at least... I can say, well, maybe this is going to happen on Monday Night Raw. Maybe this will happen on Raw. Maybe this will happen on Raw. Maybe this will happen on SmackDown. I don't want to do it. You know, and and, and because, again, I, I, I clearly don't know how to get off script with, uh, you know, with how I do the podcasting, whatever. Because then sometimes I'll, I, I'll, I'll force myself to read it in, in my live thoughts, essentially. And then I'll pretend that it's somehow useful content like I'm changing the game. Uh, you see, look at this rough draft. Do all these broadcasters post their rough drafts on stuff or some bullshit like that, you know? I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying. But I mean, I'm, I'm going to try to go to sleep for a couple, you know, I, I mean, obviously for the quote-unquote listener, they'll obviously be, you know, it'll be one second before anything happens, but... 
you know, for me, it's going to be like a long fucking time before I come back on this app to record this fucking podcast. But we'll see what goes on. It is 5.04 p.m. Uh, you know, I, I woke up, I, I woke up, like, a couple hours ago, obviously, because I fucking fell asleep at, like, you know, 9 a.m. and shit, but, uh, thought I might as well just get the, 
you know, I might as well get the, uh, you know, the Money in the Bank review out of the fucking way. Hopefully my notes hold up, man, because I, 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 it's probably going to fucking suck, but maybe I have way more mental, uh, you know, mental uh, stimulation and enjoyment by actually just writing and taking notes and not paying attention to social media as much, you know, even though you go back on it, you're like, oh, shit, yeah, I have to call, I should get off, because again, it's like, the discourse around it is just fucking horrible, man, it's like non-stop fucking, you know, people who think they're better than fucking, you know, the wrestling fan, but then all they do is obsess over the wrestling fan, you know, all, all, their entire timeline is just fucking pissing off, trying to piss off wrestling fans, so, uh, let me go to Money in the Bank, um, because this show was interesting because I just wanted to see how fans would react. Because as much as we feel horrible for the last year, well, I mean, longer probably. But the last year or so in the pandemic, there's been a lot of horrible shit within these companies creatively, right? But there are people who manage to try and be compelling and, and working within the confines of the Thunderdome to, you know, expand their fucking character or, you know, try to, like... Like, you know, try to, like, do little things that, you know, you could, like, pick up. Like, you know what I mean? So, it, like, it, it probably worked out better not having a crowd with some stuff that you do. So, you know, um, you know, it, 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 so this to me shows, that, uh, to, 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 show, to, to show to me that this is a representative of what has gotten over. Like, this is what the, this is what the, you know, what all this represented to me. Like, who... who was able to get over from whatever they're doing, you know what I mean, like, still, like, who gets cheers a lot, again, I, I feel for the next while, we're gonna be analyzing who's getting pops and whatnot, because it's it just, it's been so, because they've been in their own bubble for the, for the last year or so, so, I mean, why wouldn't, uh, you pay attention to that, right, so I feel like, you know, the way that they soaked the energy in was fucking dope, you know what I mean, just trying to, you know, just, just you know, but, Instead of moving it, for someone that's taking notes, this was awesome for me, because they were just, you know, slow pacing shit, you know what I mean? It didn't have to be, you know, uh, going 100 miles per hour on, on every fucking thing, you know what I mean? Um, but the panel was just fucking typical on the, on the thing, you know, typical, like, it was cool to see it in front of fucking a crowd again, you know what I mean? But, um, uh... But the you know, but you know, the segments weren't really that great. You know what I mean, I always skip over the fucking uh, panel. Like I already have it in the background, not really paying attention until like the match starts or something like that, right? Um, it was notable that Miz and Morrison were really over when they when they showed up at the panel. So maybe you know, uh, the segment that they're in will actually you know will actually hit a home run actually with the way that they're uh, presented. Because, again, like, you know, I thought, like... Because John, John Morrison was fucking over as hell, man. I'm not going to fucking lie to you. It's, it's actually surprising, you know what I mean? Because, again, you, you would think the way they book his fucking character, but, you know... People love the dripstick, I guess, you know? Um, they focused on Liv Morgan, who gave a decent promo. You think she was going to win it since she has been the strongest book... She's been the strongest booked... Um, uh, I, I mean, it's not really saying much since, like, you know, they just placed women in the match without anything, really. So we had a dope kickoff match. Frankly, I thought the uh, I thought the AJ Omos and Raiders should have been on the kickoff. And the uh, Usos and Rey Mysterio should have been on the actual card. But it, it was fine. They had a... They had this weird entrance that screamed MCU Disney Plus show. You know what I mean? Like, a lower tier one. Where they just step in, like, where, where you, you, you see on the screen... 
like the, at home, like you know, what I mean, it's, it's, like, it's like you know, the, the, this is what you're presenting. Like you, you're not watching. Like for them, it was on a screen. For us, like you could see it. Like you know, what I mean, like you can see it clearly, obviously. But they walked into a portal, and they put it up that they're coming out uh, out of a portal into the arena, kind of in a way. You know what I mean? Like they just entered in. But it it was kind of fucking. It was it was it was kind of fucking cool to see that. You know, I I thought it was. Uh, I mean, it, it, on the main show, this, this, it, it would have been eaten up like uh, like hot case, man, because like that was actually, you know, a, a very very you know interesting way to kind of do it. You know what I mean? Because I feel the Mysterios have kind of like this is probably Dominic's. Uh, did he wrestle at WrestleMania? Cause I was gonna say that this might this might be like uh, well, Friday SmackDown was probably his first show where. Uh, where he wrestled in front of an actual crowd, but, like, you know, I guess it was the first pay-per-view that he actually wrestled in front of a crowd, so it was kind of cool to see that they were still over. <laughs> Dominic and Jimmy start off, they lock up, Jimmy has them in the corner, and they distance themselves, and Dom gets them with the drop kick. Ray tags in and power bombs his dad into Jimmy. You, you ever think, like, when, when you have a kid, if they're going to grow up to be, like, taller and... and You'll be like you'll be able to just fucking power bomb some. They'll be able to power bomb you into another human being. Like you know what I mean. Like you think Rey Mysterio actually like when he was like when he when he had his kids like, one day this kid's gonna be my tag team partner. He's gonna power bomb you into another human being. Like he just they, sometimes like it's so surreal that like you know what I mean. Like you're just seeing a father and son tag team. You know, I mean if if you're in the eighties, you saw fucking uh, what's his name. Um, Bruno San Martino and David San Martino fucking tag team, right? So, I mean, same kind of energy, I guess. But you know, the but I mean, the Mysterios have outdone what San Martino and David San Martino would, would do. But you know, but that's the only way. I, I I didn't really know much about Bruno San Martino because it was before my time, obviously. So the only time I really ever knew of him, and I I never, I never understood why people were hyping him up, but it's because like. I was like, the guy who was in a tag team with his fucking son, like, that's the guy that you guys all fucking like? I'm like, what? I don't understand this, you know? That's like the whole... That's how people must feel who are born after the 90s, and then they see someone from the Attitude Era that we fucking hold up in high regard and be like, that, that, like who's doing something comical currently. You're like, well, this is the guy that you're fucking cheering? Uh, you know, I don't know. Um, Jimmy gets Ray into the corner and tags Jay in. He whips Ray out of the ring and he tags Jimmy back in and chokes him on the rope. Jay gets a cheap shot on him while the ref is distracted. Dominic is tagged in and gets a springboard crossbody for a two count. He hits a double springboard moonsault and another near fall. Usos swing Dominic into the barricade when the action goes outside. Jay and Jimmy do frequent tags and work over Dominic for a bit until Dominic hits a sunset bomb to the floor. Ray gets a hot tag and goes for a head scissor takedown, a seated senton for a near fall. Ray rolls up Jimmy, but then Jimmy breaks. He rolls up Jay, but Jimmy breaks it up. Ray's on fire here. He hits a pop up Samoan drop for a near fall. Dominic pulls Jimmy outside so Ray could roll up Jay for another close call. Ray then goes for a six one nine on Jay, but Jimmy jumps on the apron to sacrifice himself. So then Jay levels Ray with a fucking super kick, and it hits a Uso splash, but Ray still kicks out. Jimmy tags in and then drops Ray onto the turnbuckle. Jimmy then rolls him up, and Jay helps with additional leverage to secure the win. This was a good match, but, you know, like, the thing is, is, like, you know, I would have actually had this 
fucking finish with an actual definitive move instead of, like, you know, I guess you had to show that they were fucking cheating to win, but, like, I don't know, I thought, like, ending on a, ending it on a, on a roll-up was kind of, like, a little bit weak, so maybe this was better, I mean, maybe because they go, hey, this is a kickoff match, but we still have to have a title win, we might as well just give them a win, but, like, you know, I mean, basically, you can, basically, it's enough to set up a fucking rematch, because, you know, you can claim, like, this guy cheated, right, um, but, uh, again, uh, but, but of course, people are fucking complaining because Jimmy was rewarded with another title win after what happened to him, which further confirms my shit in, in, in my fucked up head that people are able to get in trouble as some kind of continued initiation and then they continue to uh, actually, you know, keep uh, doing it. And, and they're, doing, they're doing it on purpose because, they, 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 again, WWE is in, the, in, in like, you know, in, on the Internet. Like, you know what I mean? Like, morally, they have been going down the tube, like, transparently, right? They've always kind of been down the thing. But, like, they're making this fucking obvious. Like, people actually believe that WWE doesn't fucking know how internet... Like, that's, like, the biggest thing that WWE does is make you think that, uh... Like, I'm not not saying... Because, again, people, like, think... Because people think, well, why would WWE do stupid stuff when, you know, the goal of uh, um, succeeding is to make make a good product? But when you're at the top, there's other elements to the fucking shit that, you know, is not fucking on on the surface, really. You know what I mean? So it it does feel like, you know, Vince McMahon is, you know, kind of accumulating more kills to his creation because there's like you know the, with the saudi deals and the people getting in trouble for uh for duis and all that kind of stuff and letting it slide you know what i mean and then you know the uh, uh the the the, the they want to push people the fans don't fucking whine when when and, and fans actually think that people online especially they buy into these official fucking narratives all the time. Like, they think that, like, because WWE says they handpick... Like, when, when, when they handpick Charlotte, for example, right? They think that, okay, because WWE announced that they're handpicking Charlotte, which is true. They don't think that they're actually co-signing. Like, they, like, like the thing is, because, again, on the, on, on the surface... Like, they have to make it seem like WWE uh, doesn't want to push Becky Lynch or doesn't want to push other fucking people. Because, you know what I mean? Even though they've already been handpicked. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like it just, one person always got to be the more transparent phony. And that's like Charlotte in a way, right? So it's kind of like the same thing with like this Jimmy Uso shit where like, they're making you think, you know, that, oh, look, they... uh they let him get off from him doing something stupid, but the whole thing is that they probably orchestrated him doing something stupid because that's how these institutions are, are run. In my personal fucking opinion, so that was a kickoff show. Um, it was uh, it was a good it was a, it was a good match, and then they you know they start off with the I I I I knew that I was gonna be typing, so I went to the bathroom. I didn't get to see the in the intro to the fucking pay per view, or I just I don't remember it. I don't think it was anything super fucking special like the last pay per view with like you know the. The war, the Warriors tribute of uh, you know come out here and play and all that kind of stuff. It was just a, uh, you know a dope like a, a typical WWE product a produced fucking video package. You know what I mean? Um, I I said I said, I said with the women's money in the bank to start off with that. I said I won't lie. People are reacting to Bliss in a positive way, so it's coming off a little bit likable compared to the Thunderdome shit. But who knows if I will be right? I'll I'll depend on future Hansy since he's incapable of thinking well thought out thoughts when left to his own devices. Well, thank you, Past Hansy. Um, no, you know, it, she actually, it was consistent. She was actually fucking, uh, she was actually, uh, she was actually, uh, actually cheered. Th- they, they actually booed when, you know, they buried her in the ladders and shit like that. You know what I mean? So she was actually 
legit over. Uh, I'm not going to fucking lie to you, you know. I mean, she's not my cup of tea in the ring, but, you know, I guess, you know, people might fucking like this fucking character. I know everyone loves a fucking goth character and shit, you know, so. I, I don't know if it's a goth or fucking, you know, satanic character or whatever the fuck it is. Liv Morgan got a good reaction. Not much of a roarous rea- uh, reaction for this, uh, 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 f- not not much. Of, uh, I I think I I left out Nikki Cross. I I forget the name here, but I put not much of a roar's reaction for this gimmick since she's normally so likable. Um. Tamina and Natty got a decent reaction. Zelina got a got a louder pop than I thought. She she was. I asked my brother because again I didn't know what the look was, but she's. I think he told me she was rocking a look similar to Aaliyah in the cell or something like that, like when when she's in that dream sequence. Whatever I, I I guess I haven't seen that movie in a long time, so I'm taking his I'm taking his word for it, you know. Uh, Naomi got a dope response, not as loud as I thought though, you know. Not the that one shocks me because I I thought maybe I was reading too much into the reactions, but it makes me think fans being back for the first time that that some of the people who are champion online might get better receptions. You know what I mean? Because then by that logic, then the people who always tell because a lot of people who are WWE shields. Like you know, what I mean, I'm not, I'm not correlating this with that, but I'm saying WWE shills, um, who do have genuine opinions, who always like big up Naomi, which is cool, but then they're the ones that always say the internet doesn't fucking matter. So then, does that mean that the internet fucking fan them doesn't matter for Naomi? Because I mean, maybe just the 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 the, the fact that she hasn't really been booked properly since coming back and all that kind of stuff. So you're not really giving fans, like, like, I'm not saying she got booed or there was no reaction, like, there was a cheers, but normally she gets, like, she normally, when she comes out, she normally gets a really, really loud reaction, especially since the time that she did some cool Royal Rumble shit, like, you know what I mean, like, fans are always kind of behind her, but there was, like, it, it didn't seem audible enough for me to pick up, really. Um, let me see where it was, um... I'm I'm not trying to declare that the career is over or anything, by the way, by saying these reactions. I'm just observing to see how fans react for the first time back in, like, a full capacity to see how how it comes off on television, you know what I mean? Um, They all scramble for ladders, they're brawling around the ring, Bliss is observing and standing in the middle of the rope, then skips around for a bit. Pat McAfee informs us it's, it's a great skip, apparently. Bliss looks like she uh, was going to power the case down, but it got broken up. And all the women did a did did a move to another in in, in that kind of sequence in, in 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 the sequence kind of shit that they do. You know what I mean? Like everybody hits a move on one person coming, and then uh, the, the 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 sequence ended with Tamina standing strong. Bliss jumps on her, but Tamina flings her off. She places a ladder on the bottom rope and horizontally, and catapults Bliss into it. Um, yeah, Tamina stands uh, the ladder, but Liv climbs up a bit. Tamina splashes uh, Liv and and Zelina when she gets control, like in the corner. Asuka prevents Tamina from climbing up in the brawl with Asuka um, back elbowing her. She hip attacks Natty as she gets on the apron, and she drop kicks Tamina. Fans chanting for her. She slams the bottom. She slams the bottom rung of the ladder on Tamina. Then Tamina tips it over, but Liv prevents it and steps on it herself. And she kicks Asuka off. The Natty gets Liv off the ladder. They tug of war with the ladder, and this is where like you know a lot of people are just doing a bunch of spots. Nikki rolls underneath it, but gets hit immediately. Naomi kicks Tamina over the ladder. 
rather placing it you know I mean? she, as Natty and Liv are you know tug of warring Naomi gets on the, gets on the ladder as they're tug of warring it and kick and uh, kicks Tamina again they're all outside they're all outside while Natty and Liv are still with the ladder back and forth Bliss attacks Natty and Bliss climbs the ladder as it's placed diagonally trapping Liv and Bliss, you know, she she's like you know taunting Liv. Bliss has control, takes care of Natty, and she and she somersaults onto Liv. She, uh, um, she she trans she uh you know hypnotizes Zelina off the ladder. That was like the only time, but then but then Natty Natty attacks and breaks that shit up. Zelina's back to normal and face plants Asuka, kicks Liv on the top rope, but Liv drops her on the ladder. Then Naomi power bombs Liv onto Asuka, laying on the ladder. Naomi does a, a double stunner to Tamina and Natty, slams Nikki on the ladder and does a split leg drop. Um, but Natty shows her, shows her, uh, throws her out of the fucking ring, and Zelina climbs Natty's back as she climbs the ladder. Natty had the case, but she was passing out, so Zelina grabs it. And then Liv pulls them down. They brawl around the ring. Nikki jumps up um, from the top of the ladder, placed outside of the ring. Um, yeah, onto the. Uh, I think uh, you know. Um, I think I think it, that was when uh, you know. Um, no, I could have sworn that it, this wasn't the one that she uh, that she jumped on everybody. I, I mean, maybe it was, but she, at one point she jumped on everybody. But uh, let me see if I got that right. You know what I mean? Nikki and Bliss. Have a stare down and fight, and then Bliss latches onto the rope, sitting on it, like you know, like like, like you know, like you Spider Man onto it, kind of. And then she gets Nikki with the like the her own variation of the Sister Abigail, where it, like you know starts out as like the usual spot, like of a Sister Abigail, but then she rolls it into a regular DDT. Not really that fucking great. Tamina and Natty work together and throw Bliss outside and ram, and ram ladders into her, and all of them put ladders on top of Bliss. I don't know why this is worthy of a celebration. Natty had to inform us that she deserved that. She, you know, I mean, she's telling the crowd, she deserved that. You know, I was like, dude, shut up. Liv is climbing up. And by the way, they're, they're all not paying attention to this. And Liv is just climbing the fucking ladder while they're outside fucking being, being, being idiots. For not, like, you're in a match and, you know, <laughs> okay, whatever. Only, only Natty found urgency to try to stop it. Natty places ladders um, side by side to climb. But Liv, um, but Liv stops that. Oscar puts another ladder, um, puts another ladder by the other two. As Liv tries to stop her and does the flatliner thing, she does. All the ladies are climbing up the ladders. Well, six and six, three ladders. Seven, the, seven of them were fighting minus Bliss, and Nikki climbs over all of them and wins the match. So I guess that was earlier spot where Nikki jumps off, she jumps on everybody that were brought. I always hate those spots when like because even in this one, this one looked really contrived, really, really contrived. It looked like, like you know, like they're like you know being careful, like they weren't like they they were working a little bit urgent, but like they were still like doing it very, very sloppily in my personal opinion. With their but 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 those spots are always fucking uh, shit to me. Like the way that they have it all, like you have to do a really good job to like you know like show somebody who's who's like climbing on top of something to jump on a whole pile of people sometimes i mean sometimes those spots work out well but like you know that one to me i mean it wasn't that great whatever you know what i mean um this was kind of decent some of the spots were kind of contrived for me but it felt kind of sloppy at some points i think Liv probably did the best where you thought she was given a lot oscar was dope in this naomi had a few bright spots i wish they gave more f- I, I i wish they, she, she uh 
they, they, they gave her more focus, you know what I mean? Um, Zelina had a lot more decent, uh, was a lot more decent than I thought she would be in this match. She actually did a really good job. Bliss was kept to a minimum, but she had that trans spot, which was kind of decent, but I expected her to magically move the ladders and suddenly get ridiculous. So I'll give them props for not going super fucking ridiculous during this fucking match, especially, you know what I mean? So And not taking away from the fucking character, I guess. Tamina and Natty got a lot of focus, and I don't necessarily think their spots were that amazing to me, you know, t personally. To me, Asuka and Liv are probably the highlight of this, and also, I think Nikki, the crowd did pop pretty good uh, f um, for her win. I mean, I, I think people didn't really expect it, you know what I mean? But it would have been louder for someone else, much better than the reaction she got during the entrance. I, I personally don't think she needs it, though. I don't know if I want this gimmick touching the title this soon. Maybe I'm speaking too soon, but maybe... Future Hansy can let you know if Nikki cashes in on the Rhea and Charlotte match and maybe save us from this fucking feud. Um, she didn't do that. Uh, I think Liv could have used it, and I really think Naomi could have used it. I really don't think that Nikki... Uh, I don't really like that Nikki won, but if it gets her over, maybe she can win me over. You know what I mean? And maybe I'm wrong about this fucking character. I just have not seen this character take off yet, so maybe being in front of fans will change my mind. Overall, with her uh, having the title, she could always keep it until maybe she gets drafted and you can save her for SmackDown, or does she try to cash in on... Well, I'm giving the spoiler now that Charlotte won, but, you know, since I had a spoiler for past Hansy, I don't know how this is going to be, but I just think that other women in the match could have used this boost instead of Nikki, in my personal opinion. I really hope... Uh, I, I mean, people can use this loss as, as a way to, uh, they can use this loss as a way to um, fuel them even more. Like, like Naomi could have a change of attitude because she didn't win the match and she's getting more and more frustrated. But the problem is, will they actually go that route? You know what I mean? Because all of them, like, all of them, like, like I know that they're not supposed to be selling the character, like, oh my god, they're all duped and they're all staying there shocked. But, like, part of me felt like it was a genuine reaction, like, we all worked work our asses off for this, and this is what, like, the ending is. This is the ending you kind of gave us, kind of, in a way. It wasn't, this wasn't one of the, be the best, this wasn't one of the better women in the Money Bank match, to tell you the truth, you know what I mean? In my, my personal opinion, this is probably one of the weaker matches on the card, uh, if I'm being completely honest. Roman and Uso are celebrating. Reigns tells him he's proud. He tells him to hang on to the titles for now because they're, they're going to hand it to him. He gives them props separately about their contribution. He says winning the tag titles was the easiest part. He tell, And then he starts guilting them. He goes, tell them they wouldn't be here if it weren't for him. He says Jay would not be main event Jay. And he points at Jimmy. And he says, I don't have to say anything because we know he's talking about the drunk driving shit. People will think it's exploitative, and it, but it kind of, again, supports my theory that it represents a new attitude era kind of thing where it shows people that these, these things are more initiations into this place, but it represents that WWE is kind of going to be more exploitative transparently, and there will be minor complaints, but if they keep doing this and serious things could happen where they might regret goofing on this kind of thing, then I, I don't know. But, I mean, you know what I mean? That's going to be... You know what I mean? Because if Jimmy Uso gets into another fucking thing, you know what I mean? Like the people are gonna be people were up upset when John Cena made fun of Jimmy Uso getting arrested a couple of years ago and all that kind of stuff. And you know what I mean? Like, listen, I, I get being oh look, let's self be self aware and all that, but like you know what I mean? Especially if no one fucking died, you know. Thank God, whatever. But like you know, I I I don't mind them doing the inside jabs, but like, the thing is, is like. You're setting this fucking standard up like, oh, we, 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 we take this stuff seriously, but then people are going to fucking really 
not take you seriously because it's clear that you guys are only doing it for people who have value to you and that I, I, I annoy our family, you know, obviously has value. Otherwise, you know, I don't know. It is what it is. Um, but he says the bloodline is number one at the top. Blah blah blah. He says they. He says now that I, I I've given you given them. He says now that I've given them given you what you want. It's time for you to give me what I want. And they and they and they acknowledge him like they're trying to show each other up, kind of in a way. I don't know if they're trying to show each other up or if uh, Jay was trying to Jay was trying to signal to Jimmy to like acknowledge him and then and then and then uh, and, then, and Jimmy and Jimmy did it. You know he he goes oh yeah 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 you're you're my tribal chief you're my tribal chief and all that bullshit whatever. Um, and Rain says he's proud of them and then the reason why uh, you know and then he gives him a hug basically. The reason why people love and hate this so much is because everyone who becomes like you know a leader in their fucking, in their clique or public figure does the exact same shit to their own people to keep them in line and have non-stop abuse when they, what they're doing is a good, like when, when what they're doing is a good thing, but it's like you have to have, it's like you have to have a good moment, but we need to knock you down a peg because you're nothing without me kind of shit, you know? It's scary how good, how, it's scary how good Reigns is at this shit though. It's probably because he surrounds himself with people in the industry who do that kind of shit. It's probably why I like his character too much because I've, I've felt this kind of shit with people that have done it to me having to acknowledge Howard Stern and such, you know what I mean? But other people, you know, other people in my life too. Some people will say that I fucking have been kind of been that without even knowing because I thought I had to fucking, you know, be that fucking guy to be like, you know, if you're like the, the, the main guy in, 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 your, in, your, in your fucking, um, in, in the whole fucking clique that is like became a bigger fucking person. You know what I mean? Like, you know, part of me fucking felt that way because I felt like, you know, you have to be that way to, um, to, like, fend people off from fucking using you and shit, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, the next match was Viking Raiders versus Styles and Omos. Not much of a reaction for Raiders. Not, not much of a reaction for Raiders. Not that it was an empty or anything like that. It, it, it was just not loud. Styles got an audible pop. This is a good test to see how fans missed them, uh, missed them, uh, who the fans missed the most, and how loud they pop for them. In my opinion, I feel like they're doing the entrance more expanded in some ways, like making sure you focus on it. They showed highlights of the the triathlon between Vikings and Prophets to show to uh, show their Viking activities in case we were not aware. Like that's like the only highlight from like the last year. You know what I mean? Because like they've been one of them has been injured for a while. Styles Styles hints he will start, but he tags almost last minute. So then Eric te teases tagging and tagging Ivar, but they both attack and almost clotheslines them both. Styles tags in and kicks them to the ribs and gets a two. Ivar gets Styles in the corner, getting getting bulldozed. Fans are chanting Styles' his name. Um, Eric does some power move where he you know, he does that move where he kind of like like slams you down after like twisting you in the air, kind of in a way, like you know what I mean. Uh, double teams where they both give uh, him Steph, uh, where Viking Raiders give Steph's knees to the, well, Ivar gave one to the ribs, and I think Eric gave gave a really vicious one to his head. They got him outside, but then when Styles goes back in, um, almost, almost launches Styles outside on, 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 I think Eric it was, 
onto Eric, and where Styles then just does a, ro- a, a hurricane run on, on him. But while like, so he throws him outside, and then Styles connects, but then it's like a hurricane right away. Like it was pretty fucking cool. This was, they pop huge for this one. Um, again, fans start chanting his name. I I say call an audible and just turn the Raiders' heels. I guess that's, that's, that's what I was thinking. Styles, uh, uh, Styles Overlord being thrown. Be- oh, so I I I put Overlord. It, it auto corrected. I said oversold. I meant to say oversold being thrown for a back body drop. You know what I mean? That's pretty impressive. I Ivar slams him down, does the cartwheel, and clotheslines him. Almost is aloof about this, but then he gets tagged in. Ivar cartwheels and clotheslines again. Then attempts to do one from the rope, but almost catches him by the throat and just body slams him. Um. And then he avalanches I- Ivar into the corner. Styles and Ivar in the. I I think this is the part where he he just basically military. I, I think this is the part where he military military pressed Ivar and just dropped him like the ultimate warrior kind of in a way, unless there's another spot. Cause again, maybe I didn't fucking fully put that in the notes. Uh, Styles comes back and makes a tag, and Eric and AJ strike back and forth, running running corner to corner. But Eric nails him with a running knee. Ivar uh, runs with him to the corner and knocks uh, knocks almost off the apron. Eric has Eric has him in a German German suplex position. And Ivar runs towards him and uses the second rope to jump off to the clothesline while Styles is in in that position. They're going to do a, the the they're they're both they're going to do. Um, Gonna do a move, but the, by Ivar, but by Ivar that was set on the on the ropes. So Styles takes care of both of them and Omos tags in, and lifts. Yeah, see, this is where he did the military press. Okay, so this is where he does the military press, and drops Ivar, which was fucking insane, and then pins him with the one with his foot. But Ivar kicked out. Ivar, Ivar and Eric both try to um, do tandem offense to drop Omos to one knee with the constant clothesline until they get him over the ropes. Um, Eric dives through the ropes onto him. Styles rolls up Ivar and hits a, a flip drop kick. You know, the, 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 not not exactly, not quite a Pele kick, but like you know what I mean, kind of like a back a back drop kick kind of in a way. Eric does a toss while Ivar slams him for the finish, but Omar sh- uh, shoves Eric from the outside. Uh, from the from, I have Omar almost was outside in the apron. He fucking threw Eric from the outside, like Eric was in, inside. He he. he, he Threw, he threw him towards the fucking pin, so that broke it up. That was fucking dope. They all do side kicks to each other, even Omos. Omos does his great colleague move and wins the match. Not gonna lie, this is better than I thought it would be. And Omos actually held up his strengths, and the crowd started to get, uh, uh, started to get, get going for, uh, Raiders towards the end. But Styles was clearly the babyface of these guys. I just think they should have AJ do something more important since the fans are back. Maybe I'm being fooled by the initial reaction, but this just felt like he was a fucking star again, you know, and they, they're they feuding over the stupid Viking stuff, and it's just a testament to how much they kind of booked Vikings since the, the call-up from NXT, and most compelling thing you could show from the crowd are vignettes of a horribly comedy, uh, of a horrible comedy that, that, that the fans were not really into, you know. The, the, and, and the fans weren't really into them, and but by but in their defense, they did they 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 got into them during the match once it got started going. You know what I mean? Because like you know again like their whole fucking you know their whole thing is like you know being a lot better. Like like their whole thing is like being uh 
like being very good, being very good at doing these power moves and doing like you know these uh, aerial manu maneuvers for their size and all that kind of stuff. So like it was a home run. It was, it was like it was like a no brainer that these guys would obviously get over right. But I just think more people were into Styles and and by default Omos. You know what I mean? I think it was more Styles, but Omos like you know by default is getting that shine. You know what I mean? So it was it was a pretty decent fucking match, man. I'm not gonna fucking lie. I liked it. Then Drew had a promo says he has to win this match. And the last time he was in Texas was a rumble when he won and slayed the beast. And says that they never heard. He goes, he carried the Thunderdome. Uh, you know, he never heard the Thunderdome ever again. Uh, he goes, if they never say Thunderdome again, that would be really great. He got a huge reaction. He said he was flying the flag during the era, but now he just wants to put that in, 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 in the memory, essentially. He mocks how people love story time Drew. And basically just says he's going to kick everyone's ass and win money in the bank. There were audible boos, but also cheers. So to me, it feels like, like you know, this, this is like a this could be a way to like, like if this gender feud doesn't go well, whatever, right? That like, it, I feel like like you know people will boo this feud because people don't like gender, and then by default they'll boo this feud. And I do think down the line it will make Drew a fucking heel. I think they will turn him a heel eventually. Again, in my personal opinion, I mean he's done a. My, I personally think he's done a dope job being a good guy. I think he's been like one of the better good guys they've booked in a long fucking time. In my personal opinion. So then we got Kofi versus Lashley, and Kofi, right? You know, again, good reactions for 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 both these guys. You know what I mean? Kofi got a really good reaction. New Day rocks chance and all that. Kofi right out of the gate, Sunset flips him to a pin attempt, but Lashley eventually is able to get control with slams and clotheslines. Audible New Day rocks chance before the match too. Kofi uh, outfit inspired by Skeletor apparently. Kofi tries to ch charge at him, but gets a one arm spine bustered. And he drops him to the outside and goes to do the spin, uh, spinning, spinning around, spinning him around on his from his shoulders into the ring post. M MVP encouraged him to do it again, and he does it again. This time, a lot more vicious than the previous one. Lashley places Kofi in the corner as he runs from the from the corner beside it with a running forearm. Fans are booing as he's standing and posing. He puts Kofi in the hurt lock, but Kofi tries to escape. But Lashley then does then fall away, slams him. He flatliner. He flatliner. Um, flatline, flatliner. Is it flatliner? Is it flat? He flatliners Kofi and then does uh, the ground and pound. Then he does the dominator two times on him, which elicit more boos. And he taunts the crowd a bit. He does another dominator. Man is being treated like you know Kofi's been treated like Len, like I said like Lenny Poff on that battle royal, but just no blood basically. Lashley applies the fucking hurt lock again, and Kofi passes out. Pretty dominant performance. It's what I thought would be. Um, but people actually thought Kofi had a chance, and even though he did not, it was cool for the last couple of weeks to be hyped up for him. Again, I really hope he just doesn't go back to doing the nonsensical comedy and continue to make his feuds feel important. You know what I mean? I'm not saying kill the fucking comedy, because again, Kofi can be vicious when he does the fucking comedy. Um, when when you're supposed to be taking him seriously, I'm just talking about the nonsensical sports entertainment bullshit that doesn't really mean anything. Cause again, like, you know, cause I, because you know, I I just you know I I I I, I hate getting this I I hate getting this Kofi or New Day every few years. I need this to be more consistent, Kofi, with me. You know what I mean? This was the most I've ever cared for Kofi since he lost the fucking world title. 
you know, I mean, I wasn't, when New Day broke up, I fucking cared, but, you know, it just wasn't sold properly anyways, you know what I mean, because again, um, yeah, so Lashley is going to probably face Goldberg, most likely, since those are the plans, but this is what's needed, this is what's needed to heat his character up, it was nice, to, it was nice to believe for a little bit that there could be a Kofi Mania too, but it's what I expected to be, in, in a perfect world, they would heat up Woods to go for the title, but unfortunately, I'm sure he'll just get destroyed on, on Monday Night Raw tonight, probably, you know? The next match I was not fucking looking forward to because of how stupid the fucking storylines have fucking been for this stupid feud. But I was right, though. Um, you know, uh, the the finding they were, you know, Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley. The finding they were booze and chairs for both Ripley and Charlotte. Like, the, you know what I mean? I guess the crowd's not really amplified for this one. Maybe it'll be good, but I'll count on future hands to tell me if it's going to be bad or not. No, this was a fucking dope match. Even though it's like, you know, people who who hate Charlotte generally, whatever, right? But uh, this was a really good match. Um, they're starting off slow where they are soaking in the energy, but, but there's no energy other than a distant, we want Charlotte, we want Rhea chant. But then it ends up, I, I think it, I thought I could have sworn that, that it was that, whatever, right? But it ended up, it ended up, it ended up turning into, we want Becky chant. So then Charlotte instigates the crowd by giving them the finger because they're booing her. And then she did the crotch chop at one point. You know what I mean? So they slap each other and pie face each other. Ripley catches her boot and face plants her by swinging her leg. They fight on the apron and Ripley tries to place her on... Just to place her on the shoulders and escapes and stomps on Charlotte's back and then baseball slides her but then gets a back body dropped on the floor and then gives Charlotte control and then Charlotte throws her into a barricade. Charlotte attacks in the ring then pins a, a, and then pins and then applies a chin lock. A Ripley, or maybe it's a sleeper. Sometimes I can't tell between a sleeper hold and a fucking chin lock sometimes. Ripley trying to kick and slap back but Charlotte is toying with her. Commodore's harp on the crowd playing a factor into this matchup. The chants are getting louder, and, you know, Charlotte's getting really more pissed. She, she gave the fans a finger at one point, man. <coughs> Rhea dumped Charlotte out to the outside, so maybe the goal of this match is, to get, is a way to get Rhea turned turn on them as well. Rhea does a back kick and then a Northern Knight suplex for a two count. Rhea did a vicious release German, which Charlotte sold amazingly. Charlotte counters Rhea jumping off the ropes and applies a Boston Crab, but Rhea um, keeps rolling through for pins. When she counters the figure four, um, and, and when she counters, she, she was going for a multiple pin when she was countering the figure four. Charlotte boots her down after avoiding Rhea's boot. Um, Rhea pulls her down from attempting a moonsault from the top. She has Charlotte on her shoulders, but Charlotte hits a sunset flip. Really sloppy, that one. Charlotte hops onto her, hops onto her, but Rhea deadlifts, uh, deadlifts up into a dope soup. It looked like she was struggling with this. It looked like they were botching it, but then it ended up being a really dope, uh, a deadlift suplex in a way. Uh, I knew this match would be good. It would be amazing if they just gave us good creative, right? Rhea chops her constantly, and Charlotte then just throws her into the corner where she flips onto the outside. Charlotte nails a moonsault onto the outside. This is probably one of her best moonsaults she's done, and I, I've always been critical of Charlotte moonsaults because sometimes it doesn't even look like she actually like hits them, but like this one was actually like a lot better, a lot more intense than you know previous ones, you know what I mean? Um, and the fans are actually getting back into this. 
I'll give this match credit that the fans are actually reacting to shit, you know what I mean? Rhea avoids a natural selection. She does a prison trap submission. Charlotte counters a riptide and with a really smooth DDT. She gets a two. They strike uh, strike and chop each other. Charlotte gets back gets a back elbow and puts her uh, foot on the rope for the pin. And the ref calls her out. And she's confronting him, but she composes herself. So Ripley kicks her and shoulders her into the corner. Rhea tries to do a suplex on the top, but then Charlotte drops her. And then this is, this is fucking dope. Then from the top rope, she does a fucking natural selection. And everyone thought that this was done. It was it was a near fall. Ripley throws Charlotte into the bottom rope as she applied the figure eight. Rhea goes skull first into the post and then viciously uh, goes and then Charlotte viciously kicks her leg into the st- the, the steps. Uh, she places her legs in the steps like the where it's covered where it's like attached to like the ring post area. So she places her leg there and kicks the steps like three times, whatever, and then applies the figure eight and eventually Rhea taps out. So we get another Charlotte Rain, but you know what? This is the first time where I'm at. I was actually hyped for a win. It was a, it was a run of the, like it, it wasn't a run of the mill uninspired 2017 match. This was actually a victory that felt she deserved to deserve this win because she has been the better part of this feud of being really really hateable. Just imagine how good this could have been if they actually gave us a semi decent storyline. I predict since this gimmick of this feud is Rhea can't outdo Charlotte, maybe we'll see another side of Rhea now because she's been one-upped again. It feels like that could be the route, but uh, who fucking knows? I imagine they'll have... Um, I, I want to imagine they'll have it more fleshed out since the crowds are back. I like this current incarnation of Charlotte. I know I might be hyperbolic, but I think this may have been one of her better matches where she won the title. I think the last one I was—I really thought where she earned the victory was against was against uh, Oscar at WrestleMania. I put WrestleMania 18. I made to put the 2018 WrestleMania, which was WrestleMania. What was that? Uh, 30 was 2014. So 2018. WrestleMania 34. WrestleMania 18. Yeah, Oscar and Charlotte fucking wrestled at the same WrestleMania at Skydo, with the where the Rock and Hulk Hogan wrestled apparently. And also before, and I felt the other the other matches that I really liked where she won the titles were were, were her matches against Sasha because those matches were a fucking like blood feuds kind of in a way you know what I mean? I think people legit thinking they had to make this real by having the Becky chance even though they worked their ass off it'll give good fuel and people are probably going to be upset if it ends up being Charlotte versus Becky but if this if this is the Charlotte that that that, that we've been seeing then yeah I would not mind it even though I prefer Becky going for Bianca. But who knows? I I personally think it'll be a triple threat, probably. You know what I mean? I just j- just knowing that because again, like people are gonna hate. Again, like the, the WWE, again, it'll, it'll it'll make fans really fucking hate that Charlotte's in the in the feud and Rhea's been unlikable. So then Becky's gonna be the most likable one by does you know by design. Everyone will think that's organic, even though Becky has already always been chosen. Even if the official narrative is not that she's been chosen, you know what I mean? So they gotta give you that kind of fucking story. Um, then we have a backstage segment, Riddle, I think Riddle called Boogs Shreddy Krueger or something like that, and then Riddle, Mrs. Randy Orton says he's a fan of Boog, uh, he's a fan of Boog, which Boog says, really? And Riddle says no, but he misses him, and then he's fascinated by, uh, King Nakamura and says some shit, if Orton was king, and then, just when I think the segment was going nowhere, I'm afraid to admit that I laughed at this more than I thought, he asks Boogs if he can play Orton's theme, and Boog says, I don't know about that one. I, I really haven't practiced that one. I, I I really don't know it. You know what I mean? And Riddle's like disappointed and Boog's amping himself up um amping himself up about 
uh, kidding and it, it, it says it's his favorite song, which was funny. And then he plays he plays it as uh, Riddle sings the lyrics, and Nakamura hesitates to entertain it, but then he poses like Orton, while Owens is behind them by the entrance. His music's playing, and he's looking at it serious, like he's confused, and he goes out for his entrance. Really funny shit. Nakamura's and Nakamura's theme was over again, uh, again better than anything, any anything singing along to fucking Jericho's theme. You know what I mean? Everyone's gotten a fairly good reaction. They saved the front runners to get the bigger reaction, which were Biggie, Drew, and Seth. You know, the the show they, they show highlights of Seth cashing in at Mania. Drew got a positive reaction. Nothing too super though. Um, let me, hold on a second, let, let me find, um, um, let me, let me find, um, let me find, uh, Orton's, uh, let me find, let me, let me see, uh, let me see, here, okay, here, here's a segment, I, 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 I can't, I, I'll do any favors. Uh, do you think you could do me a quick favor and play Randy? Orton's theme music? Oh, dude, I don't know, I've, I've never tried playing it before. I don't think so, man. Just kidding, dude! Yeah. It's the favorite song in the world, man! Let's yeah. do it! <laughs> Kick it off, dude! I hear voices in my head. They counsel me. They understand. They talk to me. They talk to me. And they understand. That was good, man. I, I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I don't know why I fucking do that. I'm afraid I laugh at that way more. Because I, I hate these riddle segments, man. I, I really do. But that one was really fucking good, man. Rick Boogs. That guy's a funny fucking dude, man. That was good. I'm glad Rick Boogs is finally, like, on the main. Because, again, I'm like, I'm like, like, this is going to outdo what man... This is what, what man-mounted rock should have been. You know what I mean? Remember that wrestler from WCW, Max Payne? And he came with WWE as uh, man-mounted rock. And I, I, I was actually a fan because I was like, oh my god, because he was dope as Max Payne in WCW. And I was so disappointed that like, he never really did anything, really. You know what I mean? He probably had a couple of job matches, but he never really got into like a big storyline. You know what I mean? I think that, like, the one highlight he... <laughs> one highlight that he had was when they're doing the Lumberjack at In Your House number two. Right when they're doing the in your, uh, with uh, Sid versus Diesel, and they're and he was one of the lumberjacks, and then uh, uh, they asked like, "Oh, would you like sell out to the million dollar man?" And Rick Boogs, and uh, then uh, not Rick Boogs, what the club man by Rocco is, yeah, I could use a new guitar. He goes, "Hey man, no way, the tens money is dirty money." And then you know, it was like, it was even like a, a nerdy kid like me at that time even thought that was so cornballish. You know what I mean? Apparently that man by rock dude. Apparently he, there was a whole tour. Like apparently, I heard this from I heard this from um, Pollock talked about it a couple of years ago, on on one of his podcasts, whatever. Because like I didn't know much about, like, I didn't know where he went afterwards. But apparently, like in the early two thousands, when he was working at the live audio wrestling, he was actually making his rounds for interviews, and he promised that he had 
like like backstage footage of like a uh, that he took at the WWE tour, and in the, in, the, in the trailer of the thing, you can kind of see a drug deal being made, or or something like that, and uh, um, and uh, like I, I I mean people assume that, but then it, it never fuck it never fucking came out, it never resurfaced or anything like that, but like that's fucking interesting. It's just awesome. You get a Money in the Bank review, and then you're and and there's a whole discourse that I'm trying to fucking you know incite with fucking Man Mountain Rock, A.K. Max Payne. Uh, let me see how much time I have left in this recording. Okay, uh, so at this point in the evening, I guess the Peacock app was fucking up for people, according to people on Twitter, because some 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 asked if I if my feed was good, but luckily since the network is on on the app is done in America. I I had to get the cable channel, which I can still access on my laptop for, like, the network shit, whatever. But I watch it on my cable box, which is a lifesaver, since it doesn't crash or won't get affected by the internet going out, you know what I mean? But it was odd for once that the Canadians had the watching advantage over something uh, wrestling-related compared to the States, you know what I mean? Normally, it's us always getting fucking screwed over a lot of times. It's like the one time where people, you know... uh, couldn't watch the Peacock fucking app. I guess some people had to go to the the, the streaming, uh, the, the illegal streaming and all that to kind of get it, you know what I mean? But I mean, it, 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 people were complaining and then people, like, you know, again, uh, th- like, again, once when you do one bad thing, like, the people who are not even watching the fucking program I'll start fucking complaining more and more because the Peacock's app's supposed to be fucking shit, right? Okay, so, yeah, they all brawl and do standard Money in the Bank match shit at the beginning. Um, Seth, Seth uh, Rollins and Morrison argue who who's the drip god outside. Uh, I, I, honestly, I thought this. I thought I, I thought oh, this would be so fucking cringy. But then all then but then, but then all but then all of a sudden, uh, but then all of a sudden, uh, uh, you know, I actually liked Seth and Morrison's actual uh, actually, uh, you know, uh, uh, actually like you know, be, being a unit in this thing. And I it made me realize that yeah, Morrison and Seth have not faced because Morrison left. By the end of two thousand eleven, I think right, but like he came back in two thousand eleven for something, and then he left again, and he never came back, right? And then Seth Rollins debuted in two thousand. Well, he was there since two thousand ten as well, but he he debuted in the main roster two thousand twelve. So yeah, Morrison and Seth have never really faced. I'm trying to think if they faced each other when Morrison came back, but Seth has been on Raw most of the time, and Morrison has been on uh, SmackDown, so, I mean, it, yeah, you know, it is what it is, right? Um, Riddle kicks Seth from the apron, Ricochet lands outside on Morrison, Riddle does a moonsault onto Seth, Drew and Big E tease a stare down, but Riddle interrupts and gets a belly-to-belly suplexed by Big E. Drew throws Ricochet out, and then Big E and knocks Seth off the apron. Drew and Big E brawl. Drew gets uh, a belly-to-belly. Big E spears Drew to the apron. Uh, Nakamura gets an exploder on Owens. Morrison uh, kicks uh, um, kicks the, t- kicks knock off the ladder, but uh, when when uh, Nakamura tipped it, Morrison flips off it, and he flips over the ladder, doing a spinning crossbody. Crowd is chanting Johnny Drip Drip. Knock has an arm bar while they're climbing up the ladder. Seth does a springboard knee into them. And then Morrison and Seth work together. Morrison does a Samoan drop on the ladder. Seth Morrison back, back by drop ricochet onto the ladders. Balance on the ropes. Morrison prevents Owens from powerbombing um, Seth outside by kicking him in the head. As they 
figure out what they want for the ladder spot. Morrison kicks Owens in the face. They eventually figure it out that and figure it out and then place the ladder between the table and the apron. They try to ram Owens with the ladder. Then Owens does a moonsault off the middle rope to them as the ladder lands um on the um as the ladder lands on them. They both uh, drive Owens uh, spine first into the ladder as it's, uh, on its side. Drew eventually comes in and is fighting with Morrison and Seth. Morrison off the top does a four fifty elbows drop. It looked it look, look like a, like you know on top of Drew on the ladder. Seth throws Morrison out and climbs the ladder. So they broke up that fucking tandem right there. Riddle RKO Seth knock those ricochet outside. Knock it knock and Riddle are having a really dope counter a counter and strike sequence. And then Drew Claymore's both of them. Drew reverse Alabama slams uh, ricochet into the ladder on on the apron. Um, Drew plunges over the top rope and then does a countdown, which the fans remember to count for. I thought it would it'd fall on his face, but you know Drew Claymore set climbs a ladder. Veer and Shanky show up and pull him down. Then Ginger smacks him with a chair outside by the entrance area nonstop, and then they take Drew to the back. And this is getting a lot of boos and some cheers actually. Ricochet b- bounces off the off the rope like a tightrope, and then jumps onto the ladder. Gets Riddle off the off the ladder, then Riddle. Tips the ladder over and Ricochet dives off. Uh, dives, he tips over and he jumps onto the rope and then, d- d- gets on the gets on the the rope and then dives onto people outside. This is one way you do that fucking spot. They position it properly. Um, Biggie controls for a few seconds and Riddle RKO's Biggie. Then Ricochet off the ladder gets RKO. This this got huge pop by the way. Riddle was getting a lot a lot of good good pop. Nakamura had control this now and climbs up and Morrison nails him with a drop with a drip stick. Owen stuns Morrison and then to Nakamura. Owens and Ricochet fight for um, you know he tries to stun her and Ricochet but then he ends up pop up power bombing him. He goes um he goes for the case. And almost has it, but Seth power bombs him off the ladder onto the ladder that was placed between the ring and the table. Fans are chanting, "Holy shit!" Big E gets a big ending from the ladder um, on onto Seth. I think it was Seth, wasn't it? Um, fans are unglued and cheering for Big E, and he grabs it and wins the fucking match. Huge fucking reaction. This is one of my favorite Money in the Bank matches they have done. Everyone fucking delivered in this match. It was fucking great. I can't stress this shit enough for how good this shit was, really. I'm happy for Big E. This is gonna, like, I think this is really gonna propel him. I can't say one person was MVP of this match, though, because everyone in this match delivered and had some dope showdowns and cool spots. Everyone was into, all the fans were into everything that was going on. Maybe this Johnny Drip Drip thing will be a mega over, you know what I mean? I, I thought it would be, I thought it would die a death. It's a shame that some of these guys did amazing and they will go back to just doing non-stop comedy when they're away above it in my personal opinion uh when they can deliver matches like this i think this match gave these guys though a fresh coat of paint like this is a type of performance uh from morrison because that you can kind of just forget the other shitty comedy shit that they, they, that they do but we'll see how creative is for these guys when they're doing a regular episode of raw I imagine these next couple of live shows will garner some good vibes and reactions. But if you just watch the pay-per-view and no television leading up to it, you would have thought this was some of the greatest shit. I can't say enough good things about Big E, though. He really needed this. And we all know what route they'll go. He can avenge Kofi, potentially Woods, or he can save it for Reigns. I would like it if he did an advanced cash-in and maybe set it, set it in a stone. Maybe at Mania, he's going to go to do it at Mania. Because if, 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 if you have Reigns versus Rock at Mania... Then I mean, then I mean, you can do it earlier on, and maybe he can cash in against Roman Reigns at Survivor Series, 
and have him as champion there. If you're, I mean, you don't need to have Rock versus Reigns as the title picture, but then WWE might want to increase the fucking uh, value of the match by having like, making the Reigns' uh, title reign mean something so much more that he's defending it against, like, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. Like, defending it against, like, Goldberg or defending it against uh, John Cena or, you know. But anyways, yeah, but this was... Uh, It'll be interesting to see where the shit goes. New Day did a dope backstage segment on the WWE exclusive where, you know, they're, they're celebrating with him. It was cool to fucking see it, man. Because, uh, really, man, Big E fucking really does deserve it. I know people think, oh, he's too goofball on comedy. Listen, I'm critical of the fucking overly com- comedic shit he does. But he does find the balance of being a fucking dick while doing the fucking comedy thing. Like, I'm saying, if you're going to do the comedy thing, you can still be a fucking... Like, 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 like what he did to Paul Heyman. Like, you know what I mean? That's, that's comedy, but it still, like, was, like, in a very serious tone, whatever. And trust me, if Big E goes for Reigns, you don't think Reigns is going to bring up that Big E can't be taken seriously because of the comedy bullshit, blah, 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 and you don't think that's going to push Big E to fucking being uh, um, um, a lot more fucking vicious and serious on, on some fucking level, and then and, and then because you had the bloodline with, with Roman Reigns, and then if somehow you could re- reunite New Day to come back to have Big E's back, like their history with the Uso with the Usos, like that was gonna be it's gonna be fucking dope. They, they they can create something really really fucking magical if they do this fucking thing right with me. In in, in my personal opinion, I do think Biggie. I don't think again, it, uh, Big. I mean, Biggie could do the advanced cash in, but I don't think his character is like that. I think Biggie would be the type of guy that would announce his cash in. And 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 the thing is, like people, okay, like Braun, it didn't go over well with Braun Strowman with how he did it. People always refer to that. I refer to RVD when RVD fucking uh, um, did an advanced cash in and it made you look forward to the match. They could have done it with Daniel Bryan because Daniel Bryan said he was advanced cashing in at WrestleMania, but they ended up fucking it up, whatever, right? I think Big E is that guy that, like, once he just says, I'm going to cash this in at this time, fans are going to get invested in him and fucking be, you know, because people want to root for Big E. People really do want to root for Big E, so I personally think you should fucking do that shit, you know what I mean? Like, in my personal fucking opinion. Um, backstage, Seth, Seth Rollins is uh, um, grasping for air and is really pissed, that, that, and then he gets interviewed, he says he's upset the idea of not putting a good enough effort and fulfilling his destiny and getting robbed. He said he shouldn't have been in the money in the bank, but Edge stole his match. He's trying to scramble for a new plan, and whoever wins the Universal title match, he's not waiting in line, he is next. So you kind of set the fucking seeds for that. Listen, I'm 57 minutes into this part of the recording, and I know that I'm not going to fucking finish while doing the recap of the main event, because a lot of fucking to go off about that kind of shit. So let me just end the recording here. I Normally, I do the fast recaps, because I don't, I, I, you know, cause again, like, I try to speed through it. I'm actually glad that I'm actually doing, like, I, I, I'm glad that I'm doing this before Raw, because I, I thought that I would probably end up, like, accumulating more reviews and kind of doing that. And I was going to be worried about my notes would be outdated. You know, I'd rather put, like, uh, something that's going to end up being wrong. But, uh, but at least, like, the the spontaneity of putting the fucking thought and the theory out there before before it actually ends up happening is, like, a lot more fun to me in some, in some ways. You know what I mean? So I would rather do it this way than actually go, okay, well, I said in this note right here that... Uh, um, that, uh, you know, Big E might cash it on here, but then on Monday, he ended up cashing on somebody else, blah, 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 you know, like, you know, it just, it is what it is, man, give me one second, 
Okay, so they aired a video package for this feud, and it focused mostly on Reigns' anim uh, animated promo, which was one of his best promos. You can imagine what the WWE production did around it when he used and used one promise to focus on. You know what I mean? Fans are cheering for Edge, um, and they're making you wait a few minutes between the opponents coming out, which I kind of dig because it feels a big, it feels bigger, and fans are reacting. Their actual booze for Reigns, I like that they're taking their time with the, with feeling it and feeling it in and going into the introductions. It feels like a big fucking fight, really. You know what I mean? They do a color. Uh, uh, people, but, but I should mention people were not happy with how like they're pacing it slow, and it's like, dude, like, like, like they were actually telling a fucking like it wasn't just fucking moves being done for the sake of fucking moves being done and getting like doing a fucking f uh, false fucking finish kickout shit. This was actually like it felt like an old school match, but it had like the modern shit in it. I don't know why anyone was fucking complaining about this match. This match was really fucking good at the story that was being told in this fucking match. You know what I mean? This is the kind of stuff that that you do. I I, mean, I don't know why people fucking. I guess because people have to fucking. Uh, people get offended by you know bringing up Omega or or anything like that. But like you know th this match was a fucking masterclass in my fucking personal opinion. I I mean I don't care what anyone fucking says. You know what I mean? I know we're we're supposed to hate WWE. WWE is the 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 uh, devil is like the Satan incarnate and all that fucking shit. I understand that. It was the call, but I, again, I'm talking about the performances. There's real evil shit you can call out about WWE, but like, but people think that because you you you're supposed to have an attitude that you're not supposed to actually like things that are actually good within the fucking product, even though there's a lot of creative lull that's put on, put on there. You know. Um, so they do a collar elbow tie up. Roman backs off when he gets Edge in the corner, and then they side they do they side each other up, and they do it again. They attempt to lock up. Edge gets Reigns in the corner this time. He slaps him. They do this for a bit where they're playing mind games with each other. It feels better to hear a real fans react to this shit. Reigns shoulder tackles Edge to the outside, and this is where it gets a little rowdier as Reigns is talking shit to the fans. Edge is outside, takes his time to get back get back at him. They lock up again, and Edge slams Reigns' uh, arm over his shoulder, and then Reigns drops Edge to the corner. Reigns gets control, clotheslines him to the corner over and over again. Edge throws... Uh, Edge throws Reigns back and forth to the opposite post and then attempts a crossface, but Reigns escapes it and goes to the outside for a breather while Heyman's giving him words of encouragement. Reigns strikes until, um, uh, Reigns strikes until, um, Edge, uh, Edge high boots his, uh, until Kick high boots his arm. Yeah, Kick, yeah, that guy Kick really high, high booted, uh, Reigns' arm. No, but Edge high boots his arm. Reigns outside, and Edge comes for him. Reigns Simone drops him to the floor. Reigns um, taking his time and letting people react. He throws Edge back to back outside. Reigns is still talking shit to Edge, but about about trying to take his money or some shit. He he keeps throwing Edge to a different corner, and then shit uh, shit talks between. Edge fights out from a sleeper, but then uppercuts Edge's comeback. He does the drive by. I like his energy. Reigns has a uh, Reigns has a as a heel. He's talking shit, not trying to be cool, not trying to be the cool heel. He's trying to anger the fans. I, I can appreciate it. Reigns goes for the Superman punch, but gets countered into a backslide for a two count. They're trading strikes, bouncing off the ropes, and the fans are doing the boo and yay between. He does the edge o -matic. 
I, I had to ask my brother for some of the names of the ship because I forget what he named all. Because I mean, he, I know he incorporates his name into the education or edu, uh, education or something like that. You know what I mean? He does the edgeomatic. I had because yeah, again, he, he gets some uh, for a flapjack, and then he does the education for two. Reigns is placed on top ropes. Edge slams his head into the ring post as he's sitting on the on, on the ropes. He uh, he kicks at him and then he gets a cross face on him. They struggle to get it on. You think Reigns is getting out, but Edge gets it fully applied. Reigns gets out and he counters with a spear with a guillotine. They land on the floor. Reigns misses his spear and goes through the barricade. Edge um, doesn't want to win by count so he runs back outside and spears him into another barricade uh, near the other one that went down and carries Reigns into the ring. He gets a two. Reigns ends up getting a Superman punch where, 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 which also knocks down the official. So he, so he, so, um, you know, so Reigns slowly takes a chair and breaks a leg and then uh, talks shit to the crowd and then and, 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 and to Edge and now doing the crossface to put the leg in his mouth but man Reigns' attempt at a fucking crossface is pretty fucking it's pretty it's as pretty as Rock attempting a fucking sharpshooter so I can only imagine how that match will look, you know. Edge gets Roman into the crossface with a chair leg in his mouth. Then the Usos are coming out, and before they get to the ring, Mysterio's pulled them out, pulled them, um, pulled them out off the apron, and do a couple of ranas and uh, takes them to the back. Edge still has the hold, and all of a sudden Seth Rollins shows up and super kicks Edge to the face, and uh, as he has the hold applied, and then he just leaves. Reigns is screaming. He owns everybody and everything, saying we got the. He he said to Heyman, "We got the juice." He he gets ready for a spear and goes for it, but an edge hits him first with a spear. That was fucking really good. I thought it was done. Um, I th I thought that was done. Then the ref runs it down and only gets a two count. I swear, I thought this was fucking done. I thought I thought Edge really had it here. Edge is getting ready for a spear, and then he says shows up on again on the apron, and Edge boots him off the apron. Then Reigns spears him and wins the fucking match. Um, Seth is in the ring and he's beating the shit out of, out of Edge. He goes to confront Reigns about wanting the title next, whatever he's talking shit about, uh, about, about how he, he runs his place and not him. And then Edge knocks him out and then they brawl into the ring area, into the fucking crowd. And Reigns left in the ring and, um, as his music's playing, I keep thinking someone's coming out and someone did come out. Reigns says, he goes, now you can acknowledge me or something like that. And then all of a sudden, but da da da, John Cena's music hits. I never thought I'd be excited to hear that fucking Price is Right theme. But he runs down to the ring and doing his typical John Cena shit. He really looks like... And then he takes his cap off. He looks like he, uh... He has a vanilla... He looks like he has a vanilla ice haircut, basically. He, he does all the signature poses. And does you can't see me pose. So we get Reigns... So we, get, we got Reigns versus Cena. This will be amazing. Uh, Seth versus Edge will be good promo-wise and all that. I was glad I was taking notes rather than looking at social media discourse that was going on because it turns into the AEW side of Twitter have to get extra to shit on the pay-per-view and then when you get when you kind of call it out they'll always get more defensive about it and vice versa and when AEW does something then WWE shills will get annoying just admit that you're all just fucking employees and you have been working your territory online and I, I just want to get the I just want to get an online fight all the fucking time this is why I don't want to discuss wrestling with a lot of people I like to talk to you know post wrestling or like the guys who are just did a podcast with the accidental wrestling fan podcast which i did chime in with some thoughts on their review i probably sounded more concise over there than i did over here to tell you the truth so you can go listen to that podcast you know what i mean i was planning on doing this too this is why i always hesitate you know i, I you know 
I normally want to unload my own shit to get out of my head, but I, 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 I but when when they throw me an invite, you know what I mean? They've been really nice to me, and I and I need to have them on the fucking podcast, you know what I mean? But uh, I never fucking record. Um, uh, like, like my recording times are kind of random. Like this could have been happening on Wednesday where I recorded this, right? The fact that I'm able to record it now is a, is a show something really, but you know, um, you know. I, I really do have to, uh, like, I wasn't planning on even staying long there, but then I end up staying for, like, uh, the, the most of the review to fucking, you know, um, most of the review, and I, I, I had a really good time there, you know? Um, but anyway, but social media just gets me really fucked up with how people just want to be annoying and for the fuck of it, so, they're like, you know, you're better than the internet fan, but then become triggered by any opinion that's not theirs, and then it becomes very creepy and disturbing. People just try to be disrespectful to each other immediately, and it gets annoying, you know. But anyway, with John Cena back, everyone's debating his legacy, and people needlessly shit on CM Punk and overrate John Cena, overrate, over, or overrate him to people saying Cena would not be a star in the Attitude Era. You know, here's the thing. If, if he was willing to sell his soul, he would have been a fucking star. That's like the, that's the bare minimum of what Vince McMahon wants. If you're willing to fucking compromise yourself, then you would have been a fucking star. Maybe not by the wrestling standard, but they would have found something for him to do. Cena's going to be on Raw tonight, so I guess he's a free agent. There's a small possibility I want him to face Lashley over Reigns, and Reigns can go for Goldberg. You could have, like, Reigns destroy Goldberg, and then because Goldberg has shown interest in working with Big E, you could have Big E save Goldberg after Reigns destroys him because that's his hero. I know that won't happen, but it will still be interesting where they go with the Cena shit. Who wants to bet someone is gonna someone in the promo is gonna mention Cena apologizing to China and then the internet base is gonna think this is the edgiest edgiest thing ever. If people wanted to be edgy, you would call them out for being a US military puppet. Um again, I'm looking forward to the shows this week. I'm guessing Becky's gonna show up on the show at some point to probably confront Charlotte and people will complain that after a year away they have not made any new stars, which is a valid point. I even ho- have hope for Ginger versus Drew will have a surprisingly good feud maybe. But maybe I'm pushing it too fucking far with that one. But it was a relief to see him getting taken out of the Money in the Bank match, you know? Because again, like, you know, I'm, I, I, just want, I just didn't want to see him in another title picture for a bit, you know what I mean? I'm excited to, to see, I'm excited to see, you know, where it's all going. Between, like, AW, Impact, and other buzz happening in other promotions, it feels like a cool time to be a wrestling fan again a little bit, you know what I mean? Like, hopefully the world doesn't end anytime soon. I think whoever I, I think whoever Cena faces though, which will most likely be Reigns, obviously. I need part of that story to be that Cena needs to win the title one more time because he'll break Ric Flair's WWE acknowledged record. You know, because again, you know, you you know how they it's it's really like twenty four times he won the fucking title, but you know the WWE doesn't recognize those. So they they better get to work, but they but they but they don't need that much because the match will sell itself. But I'm hoping for some really fucking great promos from both these fucking guys, and that that's basically you know the review of that. You know, I'm actually happy that I got this done quickly. You know, I can I can talk about some other shit while I'm here since it's the two hundredth episode. I might as well just not you know sprinkle some other fucking shit that nobody wants to fucking hear about. Cause again, I I saw that Ice T was trending on Twitter yesterday, right? Or today also. And it's a picture of his daughter. Who, she looks exactly like him. Right? And people are fucking making jokes. By the way, some of the same accounts making fucking jokes are the same people that were mocking uh, Perez Hilton and other people for how they treat Britney. 
but you're just shitting on somebody. Unless you're gonna reveal that 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 kid, you know, is like maybe a, a was 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 like created in a clone, was like a created cult, like you know, created in like you know, you know, you know, some of these celebrity babies, you know, some of them can, they can be test tube babies sometimes. You don't fucking know, but no, but like the, 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 they're making fun of uh, the looks of uh, uh, of the daughter. I don't think it's making fun by saying, hey, she looks she looks exactly like Ice T. But there are people that are making fucking jokes about her being ugly and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, see, this is why I don't trust any of you super, uh, supposed morally superior fucking people. Because you would be the same people who will say, oh my god, can you believe how they treated people in the past? You you feel good talking about shit that happened in the past because you're in this new fucking era where where, where, where you can uh, pretend that like nobody, that like, that, 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 like you, if you were around during that time, you would have fucking stepped up but when these situations arise in the current form and you don't recognize it you guys are proving to be the people who would do the same shit that other people would do back in the day so please spare me your fucking bullshit about having superior like if you say one woman is not fucking attractive or something like that the inner those type of people will fucking go after you all the fucking time on online what they call they'll try to get your account reported for saying like someone like Issa Rae isn't attractive I think she is attractive but if you say that they will get on you but yet the same people can fucking shit on on Ice T's fucking baby baby daughter like what the fuck is the matter with a lot of you fucking people man. A lot of you online fucking shills and all online fucking stands and all that fucking shit. And, and by the way, these, these people are not online just to have fun. They're, these people are employed to be online to do this shit. So you're so you're you're making bank by cryptocurrency by shitting on a fucking other baby, and then you have the audacity to fucking pretend like you have fucking moral fucking a moral high ground on fucking shit. You pretend like a, a lot of these, a lot of these people on social media. It's like the same thing with the wrestling people. Like 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 they will constantly fucking say don't judge um um, um women and don't don't judge uh, their looks and all that kind of stuff. And then the same fucking stands who fucking are probably getting um behind the scenes access to fucking shit are the same ones that will fucking shit on people's looks all the fucking time. Oh my god, you get no hoes. You get no fucking hoes. Oh my god, like, shut the fuck up, man. I I I don't, I don't who who cares. If if you if you get if you get laid then that's good for you. Like, no one's saying you shouldn't go get laid, but the whole fucking thing is like 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 you use that as a way to fucking make it seem like your aesthetic is fucking better than everyone else's. How how good is that aesthetic if you're still online obsessing over fucking internet fucking losers and all that kind of shit? Most of these people probably have STDs and all that kind of shit with how fucking wild that shit is. And they all blackmail each other. And yet they, and they, they never bring that shit up. They'll just say, oh my god, sex is cool. And anyone who doesn't think like the, the, the forced nature of it is fucking, is a religious dunce and all that. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, shut the fuck, like, like seriously, shut the fuck up. Like, no one fucking gives a shit what you got to fucking say. It just it just bothers the living shit out of me when people fucking do that. You know what I mean? Like it just it, it really does bother the fucking shit out of me. You know, again, like you know, people are focusing on this, but like you know, there's a bigger story to be had. Where even when the story with the whole like you know Israeli spyware that's been, like you know people still have to sell it. Like, oh shit, um, oh shit, what they called uh, you know um, Israel was forced to do the spying thing for Saudi Arabia. It's like. 
Well, you don't think they would do it on their fucking own. You don't think they fucking do that kind of shit on their own. But it's alarming to have um, hacking the, the hack, hacking people's uh, phones and fucking stuff. That's what the fucking trolls uh, claim they do to me, by the way, to monitor me. Because I'm monitored by law enforcement, in my personal opinion. Because, again, I was, a, I was an open conspiracy guy on Howard Stern's show. And I got fucking popular from it. And then being open about it and being open about my views. And, again, my views are I'm, I'm not some fucking radical. I'm not getting fucking violent. I don't have guns. I don't know how to make fucking guns. I don't have access to guns. I don't have access to weapons. I don't know how to do fucking shit. All I know is how to fucking talk. I want to say I know how to talk, but, uh, I mean, have you heard how I deliver my fucking speech with how I stutter and go over shit? But, like, you know, it's just fucking scary how how these people can just kind of get in your fucking, get get into your phones and all that kind of stuff. And the thing is, they're only worried about the 180 journalists. They're not worried about the activists across the fucking world to kind of spy on their fucking enemies. And that's what they fucking do. This is why I had to fucking watch out who I interact with because they were placing people who may be problematic behind the scenes to come and become friendly with me. And because I'm just a lonely guy, and they know that I'm a lonely guy, so when they see someone that's lonely, then they know that I don't talk to people from my fucking past life and all that kind of stuff because, you know, we, 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 we've kind of drifted apart and, you know, and they probably don't fucking like me much anyways, really. You know, and again, you know, and I, I have my fucking issues with every, every single fucking person, you know, obviously. But, like, you know, so then these people prey upon you and they try to fucking associate with you. And then, and then the, 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 the caveat is if that, like, if I don't, if I reject it, they still look like the good guys to whoever they are friends with because they can say, oh, look, uh, this guy from the Howard Stern show um, who went crazy on Howard, you know, uh, he, he's, he's not a good person and he also, he, he, no wonder no one gets along with them, even though the whole system is run by abusers and gaslighters and all that kind of stuff, um, because these people, um, uh, you know, the, the reason why they keep nice with other fucking people is because they struck a deal where they'll protect the other person and fight their battles if they need the battle fucking fought. It's all politics, like, there's no genuine fucking friendships, really, it's all fucking business bullshit, where you're trying to fucking manipulating gaslight everyone else i know people use gaslight and toxic a lot but the thing is it fits the fucking it does actually fit the fucking category of what this world is because the world is a toxic fucking wasteland and 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 the internet has made it worse and people pretend like the internet's not nothing where the internet is where you do most of your organization to fucking get fucking shit going kind of in a way You know, it just, it just, it's really, it's really fucking, and, and here's the thing, uh, with the whole Israeli spyware, with the cold, Ben and Jerry's is now being canceled by Ben Shapiro because they said that they're not going to sell to occupied Palestine territories anymore. So now the neoliberals are all, the blue checkmark liberals are, 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 are having a conundrum right now because right now they are pretending, they're pretending like, uh, they're offended by Ben Shapiro, but then at the same time, they fucking are mad at Ben and Jerry's for taking this kind of stance to support, uh, to support Palestinians and boycott apartheid fucking state shit. So, like, so, 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 so like, now, you know, of course, you know, I, I dig Ben and Jerry's, man. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I'm sure they have other problematic fucking things they've done, but for some reason, they always seem like the more established guys that seem fucking democratic. 
Like, see, like, they seem actually democratic more than actual fucking other fucking people. But, I mean, I don't know everything, but, I mean, they win points with me for um, supporting Palestinians' lives, basically, you know. To me, at least. But, I mean, I mean, who fucking knows uh, how this fucking shit will go. But Ben Shapiro, of course, they, again, they, 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 we, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't fucking uh, get in arguments with these fucking people about cancel culture anymore. Because it's clear that the whole cancel culture or, or marketing tool and argument is, is all fucking bullshit. And even, even supposed people that, quote-unquote, keep it real and tell the fucking truth, they even fall for it as well. You know what I mean? And that's when they become suspect to me. Because, again, they think because the mainstream... They think by going off because the mainstream media is fucking full of shit and it's, like, a bunch of fucking horseshit that they can fucking outsell fucking people. They, they go, well, I can sell my bullshit to people. Like, for example, like, you can't point out that Jimmy Dore might also... Be, like, you, you, you can't point out that... Even though, like, I like what Jimmy Dore... thing that Jimmy Dore says. You can't point out that there's shadiness with that because people will throw in, like, uh, the supposed progressive person, Ro Khanna... Um, getting along with Bill Crystal and saying that he respects Bill Crystal, even though Bill Crystal is one of the fucking guys that helped fucking orchestrate the Iraq War and all that kind of stuff. Guys like him and David Frum and all that kind of stuff, the axis of evil shit. But Bill, but I mean, I don't know everything that Bill Crystal did, but I know he's always associated with that fucking shit. So does it represent that like? A lot of these guys do dirt, and then at some point they cross over into the quote-unquote good side, but on the surface you still have to call them out, whatever, you know what I mean? Because again, these people uh, play different roles, and they switch their roles pretty fucking quickly, because people don't know what happens behind the scenes, really. That's why when people say, well, fact-checking and, oh, reading, reading, reading fucking the factual history of shit, like, like, like that shit hasn't been fucking manufactured. Like, I, I think, like, some people, like, like, the default has been a lie, but I think other people to kind of make it seem like the other side is completely innocent as well in every single aspect of stuff, in my personal opinion. But again, I don't know why anyone would be fucking palling around with fucking Bill Crystal. Again, it's, it's, it's like, you know, it's like some of these guys have to become villains. Also. Like, Ro Khanna could actually, at his heart, at his core, be a fucking good person and a good guy that wants to do good. But part of him being a part of the system now, you gotta fucking be seen with a bunch of these fucking assholes who everybody fucking hates. The same thing with, like, you know, with AOC as well, you know what I mean? Like, I do believe at her core she is good, but, you know, she does a lot of fucking bullshit where she kind of saddles the fucking fence between both sides, uh, you know, by talking about the U.S. embargo, but then, like, I don't know, um, uh, chastising the government for what they're doing, but, like, th that wouldn't be done if the fucking embargo was not in place. If, if you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know, man. And now, like, you know, they're going back and forth. Because now it's like, well, if, if you're calling uh, the Cubans protesting the government, then can we call the Amer the Americans protesting police brutality and all that? Can we say that SOS America or something like that? You know, it feels like, ironically, they make names for certain people and then it's bullshit, but then, then they will make, they'll remix the fucking bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, it's like remix. The whole SOS, I guarantee there's going to be a bunch of SOS remixes. Basically, and I'm not talking about Kofi Kingston's theme, you know what I mean? His old theme. But, like, there's going to be a bunch of SOS remixes. Um, you know. 
don't know how, what's gonna fucking end up happening, man. It's just, it's just fucking crazy. These people are fucking, you know, nuts. Everyone's a fucking nuts and shit like that, you know. Um, apparently, those people in the Olympics are getting fucking people who are who are playing the. I think, uh, I think Zach Levine, not not Zach Levine, someone who 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 got fucking COVID. Let me see. Hold on a second. Let me see. COVID. Let me see. Um. I haven't written down these thoughts, so these are these are just fresh thoughts, you know. And whenever I do fresh thoughts, you know, I I mean, I might I might as well just do fresh thoughts and still stammer over my words because I'm even if I write it down and I come back later to fucking talk about it, I'm gonna stammer over my words regardless. So I might as well do fresh thoughts while I'm stammering over my fucking words. You know what I mean? Olymp. Let me see, Olympics. So Coco Goff announced social media that she tested positive. I think it's going to be, I think, I think it's either going to create a fucking big incident that's going to fucking blow up in everyone's faces and by design, because this is the way the world's supposed to fucking go. I wish it didn't go this way, but I feel, I'm just, I'm just preparing myself because I don't want to be, you know, I I don't have insider knowledge and I don't fucking talk to anyone who has insider knowledge, but I don't want to be blindsided. So I have to, I want to hope for the best, but, but I, but also prepare myself for what the worst is going to be. And I just look at what's going on with the anti-vax propaganda and all that kind of stuff. And like, they, like the, the, like the people who are promoting the vax being inconsistent and the people who are promoting anti-vax are being inconsistent. And because like the mainstream is fucking bullshit and all that type of stuff people can go to their clicks now and use it and i personally think this whole anti-vaccine thing has been a way to get more people fucking sick and kill them off by making it seem like it isn't fucking and i guarantee you a lot of people that are being anti-vaccine are the ones that are fucking uh that are actually vaccinated themselves basically because these people don't want people to live basically So yeah, so then Katie Lou Samuelson did it. Um, so I don't know what's going to end up happening, man. I don't know what's going to end up happening. I, I, I know there's a basketball player. Like there's like a lot like Katie Lou Samuelson... Two uh, two Africans, sportsmen, are two African South soccer players are the first athletes inside Olympic Village to test positive for COVID. Um, a lot of people, I think a lot of people are gonna. Unfortunately, a lot of people are gonna fucking die. They're trying to keep social distance. Dude, this is a whole fucking mistake, man. This is this is insane. Um, hold on. Uh, Let me, 
Let me go to the pay. I think someone else fucking had. Let me see. Let me see right here. Hold on. Let me see right here. Let me see. Um. Uh, hold on a second. Let me see. Um. I'm trying to see where it is. I'm trying to I'm trying to look. Sorry for the dead air. Hold on one second. Trying to see which basketball player was uh, specifically because he's the known player that fucking did it. Um, hold on. Um, oh my god! Hold on, man. I. So where is it, man? Where? Oh my God, dude! I'm I'm sorry, but hold on a second. I'm just trying to fucking see where it is. It just, it just, it, to me, it's just fucking, let me go, to, uh, let me go to other topics while I find this fucking out. Zach Levine, yeah, Zach Levine, whatever his name is, you know, he has been placed under health and safety, so yeah, all this for that, you know, but yeah, he, he, he yeah, he's a more notable guy that's been doing it, whatever, right, um, but I mean, I, I mean, I mean, who fucking, who fucking knows at this point, man. I don't know who this guy, Justin, Justin boy. I mean, I know he's a, uh, a former basketball player, and some other league or something like that, but he's he's been like promoted as like this fucking media personality. Apparently, appa- apparently, um, he 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 apparently he was hanging out with Kanye and Kevin Durant, and Kanye played his album, and he's I mean he might he might be overhyping it obviously, but he said this is gonna be the greatest fucking album. Sounds gonna be way more evolved. Um, it's gonna be something that you never heard before. And again, like I'm excited because again, like you know, I I I genuinely like a lot of Kanye's projects, even if they're not the best ones. 
I remember I didn't like Yeezus at first, but then I grew into liking Yeezus. You know what I mean? Like, I remember Combat Jack was one of the guys that kind of, uh, got me to rethink my fucking stance on Magna Carta and, uh, and, uh, and, um, Yeezus a little bit. You know what I mean? But even though, like, the, the albums are still kind of, like, not, like, their best work, whatever, but I ended up appreciating Magna Carta a lot more, you know what I mean? Even though I think the the, the recent album he came, that was the one with Beyonce, the one that he had, 444, I thought, that, I mean, people say that album isn't as good as, like, his, like, you know, earlier work and all that. Okay, fine, maybe not, but I still thought that was a, a really, really, really solid fucking project, man. I thought it was it was really, really fucking good. But, I mean, people have to hate on, you know, Jay-Z. But, again, I'm looking forward to this Kanye album coming out, you know. I feel like because uh, these celebrities, right, like, whenever, like, something big, like a, a big movie, like a, like Avengers or, like, a Marvel project or, or like, someone like that, that's something that an institution or a fucking big enough celebrity that's an institution himself, I feel like when they put out projects, and because Kanye has that religious aspect to him, you know, believing in God and all that kind of stuff, I, I, I believe that, like, you know, like, some of the stuff, like, symbolizes and, and aligns and correlates with what's, what the, what the energy is going on with the world, so I can see, like, this being, like, a, like, I can see this dropping by the time the end of the world fucking happens, and this is a soundtrack to, like, to, like, you know, like, you know, the world falling apart or some fucking bullshit, like, I don't know. But it feels like whenever, like, you, you, like I'm, not, I'm not saying you should believe in them, but, but like, there is, like, this fucking power behind the scenes with public figures and all that. But people don't want to realize that because then it would be exposing that other people want to be influential and they want to also manipulate people into being in their fucking cult, essentially. That's how it kind of fucking works out, you know. And in, in my personal opinion, of course, you know, I don't, I don't know every fucking thing, obviously, but that's just the way it fucking goes for me, at least. That's just, you know, that's the way that I fucking, I, I, I see it, you know. Um, the, apparently trans activists are fucking threatening uh, physical violence to J.K. Rowling. And since she's kind of a fucking bullshit artist, I'm really wondering if she's actually being threatened by actual trans activists. You know what I mean? Because people will, will be like, oh my god, they're getting violent over an opinion, but you're intellectualizing your fucking bigotry towards them. And you're help normalizing fucking the, the like, you know what I mean? Because it's so much easier. So, people don't realize that it's so much easier to just go in line with what's fucking easy because society has taught us this. And you're, 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 you're like, for example, like, they'll never, never talk about gender and the spectrum when I was a fucking kid. So to me, it's kind of fucking hard to memorize all the fucking, uh, the non-binary and all the fucking things, whatever, right? I, I, I think people who do that whole he, he, him, she, her, pronouns in their fucking profile i think like those people are fucking phony but it doesn't mean that i don't fucking respect fucking people's right to people's right to want to be addressed how they want to be addressed if that's like you know i mean because you know guess why people use science the only time people who hate fucking uh on trans people the only time they'll ever use science as fucking backed evidence like, my whole, see, again, this is why it's good to be a conspiracy guy, because I believe science has always been well, 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 well advanced. I think human beings have been well advanced, and we just limited it, and we think that that's just regular. Even though, like, these genders have probably existed for a long fucking time, but we never, we wanted to keep people shut in, and we didn't want people to realize that. 
you know, and, and, and again, I'm not saying that there aren't fucking, like, people who are hyperbolic or sensationalist to fucking making fucking, like, like for example, like, you'll, like, show, like, a problematic trans person or a problematic gay person or something like that to kind of sway people into being anti-that, in my personal opinion. The thing is, like, people don't believe the mainstream, the mainstream people, the blue check marks, because they're pretentious, even though they might be saying something good. So people think they, they they're better off going at the the guy who's the most politically incorrect person, because oh, that person's not holding anything back. He's telling the truth and he's keeping it real. But in in actuality, they're not fucking keeping it real. Listen, I don't want violence to happen, but the thing is, is like J.K. Rowling is also kind of. Like, not encouraging violence, but in the way that she's, like, normalizing the bigotry towards them. You're kind of, that kind of, like, makes people fucking automatically. Again, you have power to do that kind of shit. And people will fucking be influenced by your shit. But people never, the people who want power and be public figures, they never want to analyze and take responsibility for what fucking propaganda they're put in there. That's why I, I had to step back. Cause I didn't want to be a super... Trust me, if I really blew up and I was in that mindset 10 years ago that I was where I had some ignorance, a lot of ignorance in my fucking head and all that, I, I would have been fucking uh, creating more fucking havoc with fucking... Um, with a quote-unquote fan base and all that who would be encouraging me because you feel you need to fucking uh, do shit to fucking appease people who want to hear the shit they, they, they want. But they, they don't tell you that those people are actually funded people who want to keep the bigotry alive you know in, in that way Listen, i'm not saying that she should get fucking murdered or anything like that i'm not saying she should get beaten up again I, i'm still iffy about if, if 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 these are actually real like is she just putting it out there so it also now puts a target on fucking trans activists who are fucking shit uh, who, who are uh who are fucking standing up to her fucking bullshit because again even if she was getting threatened she has the fucking she has the power and the fucking thing to look up all these fucking people by whatever Illuminati fucking people she has in her fucking corner. You know what I mean? So like, you know, it, it just to me it doesn't fucking it doesn't it doesn't make any fucking sense to me whatsoever. But again, you know, none of this ever makes sense to me. This is actually a pretty. I, I actually feel again. I'm almost done this podcast, and it feels like. I, it feels, it feels like, you know, it feels weird to have a podcast under, under two hours, essentially, because normally I'm like, normally you expect like a five-hour podcast for me to like kind of get through it, day, you know, and all that kind of stuff, people have to, uh, you know, put it in three times the speed, I, I can't imagine listening to a handsy podcast at three times the speed, because I, I already talk really fucked up as is, because of my stuttering and stammering and all that bullshit, but but the call listening to me in three times the fucking speed, you know. I, I what the call the, the you you wouldn't even know. You'll think I'm talking like that fucking uh, the micro machines guy. Um, uh, I mean he was known for the micro machines guy. I I I I refer to him as the guy from Saved by the Bell who, like, you ever think about how fucking stupid that whole storyline was in Saved by the Bell where they couldn't do their homework because the teacher was talking too fast, like. Like, if there was one, pl- like, and, and Zach Morris couldn't fucking complain about, they, they, they couldn't complain to a teacher that, hey, we're not really learning anything here, you know what I mean? Like, like, Mr. Belding is worried about Zach Morris skipping a day of school, but he's not worried about, like, the fact that the teacher is fucking shitty, and he's speaking so fucking fast that they can't memorize um, what, 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 what he's talking about and whatnot, you know what I mean? So, you know, it's just, it's just weird. 
You know, the funny thing is, you know, there's been a lot of Friends reruns that are coming on the Comedy Network on, on, on television, and sometimes when I'm done watching stuff, I'm watching these episodes. I gotta say, I'm having fun watching these episodes, because now I'm watching it from the aspect of, like, like Leslie Lee said, uh, I, think it was Leslie, I think it was Leslie Lee who said this, that the reason why Seinfeld is better than Friends is because when you go into Seinfeld, you know that these people are horrible people. So you're already wa- watching it knowing that they're mostly villains, right? But Friends, like, the, the, the same people are kind of horrible people, but we gotta pretend they're fucking good guys. So now I'm watching the show as them being fucking healed. And yeah, it does hold up. Like, these guys are not fucking good people whatsoever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're kind of homophobic. Like, Rachel's, like, a fucking nut, a nut job and all that kind of shit. You know what I mean? And I think, like... Because you tell someone that this person is supposed to be the good guy, you'll excuse all their fucking bullshit behavior, you know? So, to me, it's, like, it's it's fucking crazy, you know? Uh, like, you know, if you look at it that way. It was never, it was never one of my, my favorite sitcoms, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I actually, it, it, the thing is, I actually enjoyed it, like, as later as it went on, actually, because uh, I thought fucking, I thought, I thought, I thought, uh, I thought, uh, David Schwimmer's character, when he became the center of, like, being, like, the the more over-the-top comedic one, I thought he did a really good job at it. I thought, like, you know, because, again, because Chandler was, uh, um, was, like, you know, going with, with Monica, right? I felt his character, like, lost, like, a lot of its edge, like, a lot of his, like, comedy edge. Like, he still had moments, obviously, but I always felt like, you know, it was a lot better when he was, like, the fucking single guy who wasn't, like, you know, who would make the jokes, but I thought David Schwimmer fucking actually ended up being a lot fucking better in, 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 in this, uh, in, in this segment, you know what I mean? In these segments, basically, you know? He's always he's always good. I remember when he did a. I remember he played a role in Thirty Rock. <laughs> that role in Thirty Rock was fucking hilarious. Where he's playing the mascot for. Like, <laughs> I haven't watched that in a while, but dude, that he he was fucking hilarious in fucking Thirty Rock, man. Yeah, it, it's it's a shame because he he's never really found. I don't think he's ever really found like a permanent role after this whole thing. That's like the whole thing about if you're a sitcom character in a show that's been on for like ten years plus, that people are gonna recognize you for so fucking long in that fucking character that no one's gonna be able to see you as anything else other than that fucking character. Like you know what I mean? That's probably why a lot of the fucking like, you know like they've had success afterwards, but nothing like to the level. I think David Schwimmer. I mean Cougar Town wasn't really. Like, you know, as big... Even though I like Cougar Town because the guy who the guy who wrote Scrubs was the guy behind it, which was, fu- you know, I mean... And it started off kind of cheesy, but it got better, you know, as it went along. You know what I mean? And then, you know, uh, did, did Jennifer Aniston have a fucking show afterwards? I know Lisa Kudrow had a couple of fucking shows afterwards, you know what I mean? She was... Oh, she, you, you know what, man? As, as a kid, I, 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 I was not like a hippie kind of guy, whatever, right? I was more of like... Like the system, like the system trained fucking me- mentality. I used to like uh, hate Phoebe fucking segments in a uh, Phoebe fucking you know uh, centered episodes or uh, in Friends or whatever. But watching it back, she's actually like if there's justification of why she would be the way she is in some way, she seems like the least prob- like the, 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 she seems like the least problematic person. And the problematic stuff that she has. Is because of her upbringing of like you know her mom killing herself and shit like that. So, actually watching some of these episodes, I actually appreciate 
Lisa Kudrow a lot more actually, uh, and because she was never one of my favorite. I guess I was blinded by like you know the starlet fuck because she was never like one of like the supermodel type like Jennifer Aniston and Courtney Cox whatever right. But like to me, it felt like like her character was kind of lame. But like now, I actually I actually really appreciate the fucking character. Right to tell you the truth, you know. I don't know why the fuck I'm talking about friends in a Money in the Bank review, but, you know, it's it's, it's it's the way of fucking life. I didn't want to just make it about Money in the Bank. I wanted to sprinkle some other fucking topic that were in my head. I want to get this out of my head, you know, because sometimes I keep myself in my head, and I'm fucking talking to myself, and I get more frustrated, and then by the time I come on to a podcast during the week or something like that on a Saturday, then I fucking start losing my fucking mind, you know what I mean? Like, I start, like not being able to fucking address shit properly because it's not there. Not that I address things perfectly here right now, but it feels a little bit more organic with me not trying to memorize fucking points that I've made. You know what I mean? It's better when I do this kind of shit, you know? Uh, I mean, I could try to go on fucking... You know what? Here, for the last... For the last fucking... I'll go on... Um, I'll go on a, a Twitter Live just for the last fucking five minutes. Let me see, okay? Let me just go, let me, let me see what's gonna happen right here with Twitter Live. Alright, let me see right here. Hold on, one second, let me delete some of the pictures. Ba-da-da-da-da! go to Twitter live now. Haven't done one in a while. I don't think anyone's going to come in. Maybe like five people maybe might come in. Maybe, you know. far nobody's in here right now and only when people watch me is normally a good one oh willis came in here i'm doing a podcast right now and i'm just trying to i'm finishing off a podcast i thought i'd come on twitter live for a few minutes because i haven't done this in a while maybe i should go on facebook live maybe maybe i'll get more viewers there maybe yeah this is pretty dead this is dead. Yeah, it is dead. Only not many people in here. Only like three people. I mean, not that I was I, towards the end of my fucking Periscope shell. I was only getting these amount of people, anyways. You know what I mean? So now there's five people in here. I, dude, I don't know what to tell you, man. What to call? I you know. I I have no I know I have no idea what to fucking tell you that Facebook won't let you on. You know. No, there's six people in here. There's actually like a lot more people than I thought would be in here, you know what I mean? But they're all watching from the outside, so I can't see who they are, so and it makes it you know, it makes it easier for them to do that type of shit. You know. Yeah, I don't use Facebook much either either. I, I just go to post my links for uh 
you know, I, I you know, I, I, I tend to do this. So I'm gonna go try and do. Uh... I don't, I do, I don't know if I want to do Clubhouse, man. Cause again, I, I know that some of my trolls will find me there, and then they'll find a way to fucking fuck with me. I don't really want to do Clubhouse, really. I'm, I'm waiting for Twitter Spaces to be able to do that, but I'm sure I won't be able to get that either. But yeah, I'm gonna go try Facebook Live. Alright, that, 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 that was a huge waste of fucking time. That was a huge waste of time. Let me go on Facebook Live. Let me see if uh, people are going to be on there. You know? Uh, let me go right here. Let me see Facebook Live. For like, for, like, for like 10 minutes or so. Um, no, let me see. No, I should just, uh, let me just flip the camera around. I don't want to show myself on camera. And just, you know, um, bipolar coast. Let me see right here. I wish I never left on the recording. Let's see if more people come in here. I'm sure there'll be more. You know. Let's see if anyone comes in here. We got one person in here. Not many people in here. Two people in here now. This, I guess, Facebook Live has also been fucking. Uh, well, at least my Facebook Live has been dead. You know what I mean? I'm sure people come in other places and all that. But yeah, no one's really in here, really. No one's saying anything. I guess my lives are fucking dead. I guess I guess people are were sick of waiting for me to come on these things, but. I mean, you can still listen to me on the fucking podcast, essentially, you know what I mean? I'm actually recording one right now. What's up, Pete? I'm, I'm, I just finished recording, uh, I, I, was on, I was on the accidental, I was on the accidental wrestling fan pat podcast, um, I was, I was on the accidental wrestling fan podcast, and then, um, I was, uh, um, I did, I did a review on that, and then I did my own little review, but I'm also doing my 200th episode of my podcast, you know what I mean? So I'm just doing extra shit right now to kind of, um, you know, just kind of fill time, I guess. I haven't been on Facebook Live in a long fucking time, so I just wanted to come on here and say what up, but there's, I mean, there's eight people in here. Normally, you know, there's, like, not very many people, but there used to be at least 20 to 30 people time to time over here, but, you know... I guess people lost interest, you know. And that's fine, I understand. I'm, I'm kind of just doing my own thing now. Yeah, I know. I didn't think I would get to 200 episodes. A lot of people probably fucking thought I'd give up after like 10.
not, not, not that it's, 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 it's a successful podcast or anything like that, you know what I mean? No, I, well, I'm smoking a cigarette, but no, why? Did I like Money in the Bank? Well, I mean, yeah, no, I, I did like it. You can hear me on the Accidental Wrestling Fan Podcast. Um, look at look that up. I was doing the uh, I was I was helping do, giving my thoughts there, and then I'm also I also did my own little review because again I wanted to kind of just do content for my own thing, whatever. Hand eye, bro. Yeah, well, I mean, this is, this is what it is, man. You know. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll post the fucking I'll post the fucking link. You know what I mean? Uh, you know. You know. Um, I mean, it is what it is, man. You know. Okay, now there's 13 people in here. I, I, I didn't expect there. I mean, this is like this is like a million to me, you know. But no one's really talking about anything, really, so. I don't know how long I'm going to be staying in here. I hope everyone's good, though, you know. You get a chance. I mean, they, if you want, I mean, listen, I'm not saying my podcast is, like, super great or anything, but if you want to, like, listen to it. Bipolar coaster. This is the podcast name. Like I just, I'm, I was, I was in the middle of doing a podcast, and then I was finished up with what I had to talk about. So then I said I'll, I'll lose the last few minutes of recording the podcast to come on, uh, to come on the social media part, and then I'm, I'm recording on another device, right? So like I'm just kind of talking into this while I'm reacting to some of the fucking comments in here right now. So. Uh, I thought th- th- impact in New Japan is pretty pretty fucking good as well, man. You know what I mean. I'm staying safe as I could, man. Favorite com- uh, probably Dave Chappelle is my favorite comedian, probably. Probably um, uh, Dave Chappelle and Bill Burr are my two favorite comedians, probably. I like Doug Stanhope as well. Doug Stanhope is dope. George Carlin, of course. Chris Rock. Who's Michael Parker? Stanhope is awesome, man. Stern said he wanted you back on. Yeah, I'm sure he has. Uh, I've seen a couple of. Mo- I, I I I get how you too. I haven't been uh, up to date with like a lot of movies, but I've seen like a bunch of. I've seen like a, movies here and there. I saw Space Jam. It was all right. Patrice is dope. Yeah, Patrice is obviously one of the better fucking comedians. Why do you keep asking Indica Sativa? I don't really care about any of these questions, really. To tell you the truth, I don't understand. This is probably someone one of my fucking trolls.
Howard is watching you, says Anthony Borrello. Borrello. Of course, Howard's watching me. Guy's been. I mean, I don't really smoke, so I mean, I don't really refer anything. I I know I know it's a strain, idiot. You know. I I I don't think you're a real person. You know what I mean? I don't think a guy named Paul Curling is a real person. Be careful what you say. Oh, are you gonna threaten me? I I I love how I I haven't said anything about Howard, and then this guy is the one who brought him up and telling me be careful what I fucking say. How about I just how about I just block you from my fucking page then? How about that? Yeah, you you're not watching out for shit. Shut the fuck up. I'll block this guy afterwards. I'll block him from my page. Yeah, I blocked him. Yeah, Stern is probably, you know. Still, I still think uh, I still think Stern is in cahoots with Donald Trump. To tell you the truth, in my personal opinion, I, I don't have any fact to back me up in that regard. To tell you the truth, but something tells me that Howard's not really as liberal as you as a lot of people think he is. Okay, good man. I, I I don't even think I honestly tell you the truth I don't even think he's coming back I think he might be I I I think like you know the world's gonna be in a chaotic place you know I've been listening to a lot of new music actually um, lately I've been listening let me see the the latest that I've been listening to of stuff that I've been listening to really let me see right here let me go through some of the stuff that I've been listening to hold on. Um, oh shit, Travis! What's going on, man? Give me one second. Hold on. Okay, well, um, let me uh, let me talk about some of the songs I've been listening to. Um, uh, last week, I, I I haven't caught with last week's releases, but the week before, I listened to some of the releases from last from the week before. There's a, a sick project with Declaim and Madlib, which was pretty fucking good. G Herbo album was pretty fucking good. I liked it a lot. He actually sampled one of his songs. Sampled. Uh, the I really I really mean it fucking sample on uh, on 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 Dipset shit you know what I mean I I, I like that a lot. Uh, Young Een Young Young Ace had a good had a pretty dope album I like some of the songs on there. Uh, tr- the the guy from Detroit the you know the guy who has like you know Eminem's buddy Trick Trick. Uh, he had a pretty decent album that I liked you know I mean, I I I saw that he came out with an album. Um, there's a, a rapper named Issa Gold. Um, that that was a really really fucking good album. Um, really really dope. And then um, and then the, uh M M W P, which is like a, a compilation album for this producer, but it has rock rock Marciano on it a lot. So I his album was fucking was was awesome. Um, uh, what else was there? Um, uh, the some of the singles were Glasses Malone, Gangster Boogie, um. Dave, uh, 
Dave, what? Dave Clash. No, oh, the rapper Dave. The, the, the English rapper Dave. He had a song called Clash. There was a song by Baz, um, J. Cole's buddy from uh, Dreamville. The, 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 it's called The Jackie. And, uh, and Bret Hart name drops Bret Hart in that verse. Um, Lo- Logic had a fucking single. I, I thought this guy retired, but I guess he's coming back again. He has a song, he's been releasing some good singles. He has a song called Get Up. The rapper Bia has one called Whole Lotta. Whole Lotta, the Whole Lotta album or something like that. Kid, Kid Laray, Kid Laray, stay, 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 um, stay. Rob Banks, who, yo, who I didn't even realize Rob Banks was, uh, I didn't realize that he was Shaggy's son, basically. He has a song called Flow Millie. Flow, Flow Millie shit. Um, he, Young Blue. My way, um, uh, sorry, way more, uh, way more close. John, du- John, do, gang. Matt Ox already did it. Post Malone, Motley Crue, Frito Bang, Bless His Soul, Aunt Clemens section section, B J the Chicago Kid, make you feel good, uh, make you feel good. Make you feel good. Oh, sorry, sorry, make you feel good. Type of day. He has a type, song called Type of Day as well. Kid, Kid Ink Party, um, F, F, FNF Chop. Uh, walk down. Walk. Walk down. Um, David. Uh, David East Diamonds. Rex Life. Raj. Uh, Alpharetta. Big Baby Scumbag, which is pretty. He's pretty good. Trapping uh, out the Krusty Krab. Um, OMB Bloodbath Seven Seven O O Four. Not gonna. Not not not. Uh, not not gang and don't eat it up. Um, don't eat up the drip. Um, Benny Benny the Butcher had a fucking song called Pyrex Picasso. Atmosphere Fleetwood something uh, Fleetwood, some some and something crumbs something crumbs woes I think. He, again, the different song something crumbs. Let me hold on a second. Let me see this. Hold on. Uh. Uh, I think other songs will Reggie Snow, Grateful, um, Abogado, Cookie Chips, Abogado, Cookie Chips, Mirrors, Relax, you know, these are some of the songs I like on Reggie Snow's album, you know what I mean? Uh, Vince Staples had a good album, you know, pretty fucking, you know, and then, uh, Snow Allegra had a, uh, had a decent album, you know what I mean, so... Pretty, pretty fucking, you know, this is pretty much some of the music I've been listening to over the past, you know, but no one's really here to really fucking comment, so I'm going to get off this and I'm going to, you know, peace out. All right, man. I don't know why I fucking even saved this. I'm going to delete it. You know. Anyways, um. Oh, by the way, before I go, before I go on the podcast, at least, um, I didn't do my results for um, for what 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 I got for um. I didn't do my results for how many I got right. Okay, so let's see right here. Um. I'll start with what I thought WWE would do. I said the Mysterio. I said WWE will book the Mysterios to win for some reason. They didn't. I said they would book Lashley to win. They did. 
I said they booked Roman to win. They did. I said they booked Rhea to win. They didn't. I said Styles and Omos, they'll book to win. They did. I said Riddle will win the Money in the Bank ladder matches. Duh, he didn't. I said Liv will win the Women's Money in the Bank, and she didn't. So out of seven, I got three of what I predicted that WWE would probably do. And then for what I wanted, for what I thought should happen, I said Uso should win. They did. I said Lashley should win. He did. I said Roman should win. He did. I said Charlotte should win. She did. I said the Raiders should win. They didn't. I said Big E should win the Money in the Bank. He did. Naomi should win the fucking Money in the Bank. She didn't. So I got five out of seven with that. So I got... I did pretty well for what I wanted out of the fucking pay-per-view. But I I was kind of a little bit... I was... I underperformed on what I thought WWE would book it. You know what I mean? That's how I like doing the... Uh, that's how I like doing the, 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 the fucking uh, lineup for this shit. But, uh, yeah, not bad, man, you know. I mean, for, for myself, I guess. But, um, yeah, th- that's basically all there was, really, you know what I mean? But, yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna head out now. And I'm, I'm glad that, uh, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, everything worked out as the way it is. But, um, but, yeah, so everybody enjoy your fucking evening. I'm glad I did this before Raw would actually start. Raw's going to start actually right now, so we'll see what goes on. Um, peace out. I just want to say one again, I, I, I always stop the recording whenever I got something else to say. This is 200 episodes, 200 episodes of mediocrity. And uh, for those that, you know, cho- that do listen even in secret and all that kind of stuff and don't want to give me props or even pretend and give me the... You know, the, the props say that you actually listen and all that kind of stuff. Fine, I understand that. But I'm, I'm happy that I was able to do 200 of these fucking podcasts. Whether you like them or not, I, I don't really give a shit, really. I just do this for my own fucking, you know, for my own fucking entertainment. And if people enjoy it, people enjoy it. And uh, I'll try to bring on some more fucking guests. I never try to reach out. Cause I never know when I'm going to record it. But I definitely do want to have... The guys from the Accidental Wrestling Podcast to come on because they've invited me on to their shows multiple times to, you know, talk about wrestling and all that. And I want to bring them on here. And yes, I never fucking have, a, it's so much to catch up on that I never have time. And I record mine at like, you know, late at night or like early in the morning. And I don't know when to contact some of these people sometimes, you know what I mean? So I don't want to put it on them like that, you know. So I, I will definitely try to have them on, but people should listen to the fucking, uh, People should listen definitely to the fucking, um, you know, l- l- listen to the accident. If, if you want to hear my other thoughts on Money in the Bank, you know, I, mean? I, I try to keep a little, a, a, a bit of them different from what, what I was saying on there, but same type of, same type of fucking direction I'm talking about. But I like, like, you know, you know, uh, talking, talking to those guys about wrestling, you know what I mean? Because, like, they don't treat me like a fucking asshole. Um, and, and, and try to kind of, like, get over on me by putting me down, you know what I mean? It's like a civil discussion, and it's actually a fun discussion and all that kind of stuff, so, uh, I, I thank those guys for letting me on as well to kind of, you know, because a lot of people don't ask me on their podcast as guests to, like, come on and give my view, my, my views on, like, the, on, on shows, you know what I mean? Like, normally I call into fucking shows normally, you know what I mean? And that's cool, too, because, again, I don't want to overextend myself to, like, you know, going, hey, put me on, whatever, but if somebody comes and asks me to be on their wrestling show or or if they want to interview me, I tend to go there, you know what I mean? Like, whether it be, like, the Mike Durbin guy or whether it be, uh, you know, the, um, um, 
the Rand, that guy Randy that you, that um that I I've been on his show um the being the elite being the elite show that he has on he's invited me on there as well so I like talking to him too whatever I haven't talked to him in a while but yeah so you know so when people invite me on I try to go on as much as I can I never get a chance to really you know cause again I again I record at different times but uh again I don't know what the future of this fucking podcast is it's just like it's just, it's just a, something that that you know makes me kind of like try to be creative on some fucking level and uh I mean, I think I I think maybe fifty four percent of the time I probably succeed a little bit, but probably not. You know, I'm probably giving myself too much credit. I'm not allowed to give myself too much credit because I'm supposed to be a lonely piece of shit who doesn't recognize his value. So then other people can pile on me and make me feel like utter utter shit. And then while they big themselves up and 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 then and don't want to give anyone else props. You know what I mean? Because again, there's a lot of people who you know. Um, will pretend to give me fucking props, and they fucking don't give me fucking props, really, and, you know what I mean, they expect me to fucking always kind of go above and beyond for them, and yet I, you know, I, again, you're, you, what they call, they, they're so used to treating me like shit that, you know, because again, like, because a lot of backstage people behind the scenes, they do pay attention to what I say, so my, whether I'm getting boosted up on social media or not, there's people that always pay attention to what the fuck I say and what I fucking do, and and you know my my opinion on especially wrestling is valued whether they want to admit it or not. You know what I mean? Because people know that I I know what I'm talking about when I talk about certain things. Maybe not all the fucking time, but not that I have the facts to back this fucking shit up. But you know we'll see what fucking goes on. You know. Anyways, uh, thank you for listening for 200th fucking episode. I really appreciate, you know, everybody that's, you know, listened. So, um, thank you so much. Bye.